Sirius 197, XM202, The Virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Okay, let's get down to it, Bopper. Oh, uh, buddy, it's the Ron and Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We're back. We're not thankful anymore. We spent a little time being thankful, and now we're just back to regular. And then soon, uh, we're going to get merry. And then right after that, we're going to get happy, and then go back to being people. But for today, let's do some Ichibans. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. of course, means. Number one! Thank you, Dave Country. Hey, so you in Dave Country today? Oh, yeah, I'm in Dave Country. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's in Country, baby. It's in Eastside Dave Country. That's all it is. Number one. Number one. Uh, Paul. Whoops. What's up with this thing today? Damn, my uh, phone's not working on here. Very odd. I'm glad that we set all this up before the show starts. Gives us a chance to be ready. Uh, the whole thing might have to be rebooted. Sorry, folks. Just take a second. We'll be in with you. There we go. Hey, uh, Paul, you're on the Ron of Fez show. Do you have a... Ichiban. I do, Ronnie. Uh, yeah. Yesterday... The world of comedy lost one of the legends. Leslie Nielsen dies at 84 in Florida. You know what? Uh, Leslie Nielsen, um, it's going to sound awful to say, because obviously it's a uh, sweet guy, nice guy. And this makes me different from everybody else in my generation. I never laughed at any of the airplane movies. Don't like the endless parody. And now there are the scary movies and the other parodying every single sort of genre ever. So you're blaming him? You're blaming the airplane guys on that thing that just came after where, hey, it's scary movie, it's epic thrilly, movie. epic movie, which, you know, next to them, airplane and police squad and all that shit look just fucking genius. Yeah. But I got news for you. I would sit there when those movies went on and went, an hour and a half of this my favorite part was always the jive-talking black guys. That was the highlight for me. Racism can be amusing to a youngster. I, I get that. But my point is this. Maybe if there was some of that put into a story, I might laugh. But it, it, it was like eating jelly beans for an hour and a half. Again, it has nothing to do with the man's death. But I just never sat around 
and try to quote airplane movies like so many people I've known in my life. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I talked to him before the show. He seemed all happy, and now he's locked up. Did you think he was happy before the show? Um, Right up until I talked to him right before you got here. He said, so it's me. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if so it's, it's you. So it's Ronnie B. I don't know if it's you, but right before you got here, he seemed a little edgy. Oh, he was edgy before. Right but before, before he that, he was fine. Yeah, before that, when he came in, he seemed okay, yeah. I just looked over at him to see if he wanted to jump in. He did not. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Brian, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, what's going on, buddies? I got a Ichiban. An Ichiban? I just wanted to mention today's uh, probably the biggest game, uh, regular season game in uh, European football, Real Madrid versus Barcelona in El Clasico. Uh, what time is that and what channel? Uh, 2.30. I think it's on Gold TV. I don't know if it starts at 2.30. It might start at 3. They might have some like pre, pre-show pre type of stuff. But it's on uh, Gold TV. Uh, who are you pulling for? I want Real Madrid to win. That's my team. Uh, it's probably the best two teams in the world. And it's definitely the best two players in the world. Uh, Lionel Messi against uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, that's uh, pretty exciting. I'm going to take Barcelona based mainly on Vicky Cristina Barcelona uh, <laughs> because I thought that was a sexy little movie. All right, Barcelona versus Real Madrid. Higgs, who you got in this one? Give me Madrid. Mm. Give me that money. Come on. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Where's the fucking action? Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, here's... Uh, Oh, look who it is, our buddy Diego. Diego, what do you got for us? Hey, I want to say uh, my Ichiban this weekend was uh, Ron Bennington to save my life. Again? Thursday, severe side pains, high fever, went to the hospital because I knew this shit was appendicitis because my hero had it and had it removed. So I'm, I'm in the brotherhood now, my friend. All right, good, because I don't like to hang around people that have appendix. They, they gross me out. They got a dirty appendix in their stomach, and it's just filthy. But thank God that I told my story so your life could be spared. So we can't hang out anymore then? No. I just hang out with people without appendix or ones that are frozen in stress-related hysteria. Hi. I'm Ron Bennington for your appendix. I never told you this, Hicks, but when I woke up from my operation, yeah. the doctors and nurses were crying, and they were praying to a crucifix, and they yelled, we couldn't save them. And when I, when I sat up, they all screamed, it's a miracle. And one of them, don't get me wrong, because I think she was Hispanic, and they get a little superstitious, yeah. she yelled out, Christ is risen. Whoa. And I said to her, you dumb Puerto Rican. I'm not Christ. I'm the same guy that came in here. I just beat the worst disease in the history of the world, appendicitis. Was she Puerto Rican, though? <clears throat> I don't know. She had dark hair. So I just assumed. But I will also say this to you, the people of the United States of America. If you get appendicitis, the chances are you'll die. And so my theory came up let's take it out of the body let's not leave it in there
What about if we eat some ecstasy taped to some aspirin? That could work. You crazy bastard. You might have something there. I was laughed out of the Institute for that theory. And it was the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia. It was just a class trip. I went with the other kids. Maybe a few people in the Delaware Valley will laugh at that joke, and then it's lost on everyone else. Good news, I just saw Fez move. Okay, step forward. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Travis, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B, I got an itchy bond for you. The director of the finest film of the Star Wars franchise, The Empire Strikes Back, Irving Kirshner, dead today at 87. Tell Irving, sorry, it's Leslie Nielsen's day. Um, it's always funny to all the Lucas fanboys. Uh, anything good that happened, Lucas wasn't near it. Yep. <laughs> Let's face it, in a lot of ways, he has as much to do with that movie as I did. I don't know, if you uh, are familiar with some kind of Penguin Popper movie that's in town with Jim Carrey, it's the yeah, Mr. Popper's penguins. Flight of the Penguins, the Flight of the Popping Penguins. They are using as movie sets 10 square blocks. What? Yeah. They did it yesterday on the west side, today on the east side. I don't know what the budget of this film is. Probably $100 billion. Is this fucking Vanilla Sky? What the fuck? Um, no, it's not Vanilla Sky. It's Mr. Popper's Penguins. I like Vanilla Sky better. I know you did, because you cried in that movie. At the end of that movie, because you wasted your life. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's... Uh, well, let's go over here to Amos. Amos, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, I have an Ichiban. Uh, Ichiban. Ichiban. What do you got? After this weekend, Boise State can finally shut the fuck up. It's something that all college football needs to do. Until they get a playoff, you got to stop going around saying we're being ripped off. Because what you're supposed to really do in football is win games, not be elected prom queen. And that's them. So them and their blue fucking uh, grass could go lay down and stop uh, worrying. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Jeff. Jeff in Nebraska. Hi, Ron Fez. Just giving you a little college football update. Nebraska, Oklahoma, going for the Big 12 championship this Saturday. Oldest rivals around. Texas lost again, and they are not even bowl eligible this year. Uh, it is a gigantic shock to hear Texas not in the bowls. Is the kid in today? You mean Draft House? Yeah. He's in. And send me the kid. It's actually hard not to become bowl eligible. There he is, right in the middle of the draft house bit. Fuzzy, hey, you popped in. I'm so proud of you. But you know how Hicks and I do the draft house bit. Right. That I'm was the idiot. one slot. You mean the kid bit? Um.
MC Phúc uh, Draft House, what happened? Uh, I don't know. It's Everything's going... A&M? Yeah. I mean, it, it was a bad season beforehand. I was texting my friend who's on the team. I said, the season's gone, but... During the day? During the game you texted him? Before the game. Before okay. Because he's injured. He's tore his knee out. So, I was like, it, it all... Texas A&M, Texas. If we can win this one, we've got a shot. You know what I mean? The season is, in a way, salvaged. Because at least we beat A&M. But it just... <laughs> I'm so I'm so I'm de it's devastating. It's devastating. Now you uh, spent your Thanksgiving week with uh, a bunch of hayseeds here in town. Yeah, it was uh, it was very touristy. Yeah, and we were. I was telling Hicks before the show. Every morning we were up at 5 a.m. getting a great start on the New York morning. Why? <laughs> well, we had to go. We had to go wave at the Today Show and oh, get behind yeah. Matt Lauer and Al Roker. And did they did they get on that? Yeah, we did. We were no. right behind him, um, and I was doing the weather, and he tossed it up to the neck of the woods, and we were right there waving. It was, uh, it was great. Why didn't you call me for that? I would have left my ass off to say you're waving on the Today Show. Yeah, we did got you, it on DVR. Did you have a sign that said, we came all the way from Fuckstick, Texas, just to wave you, Al? No, we were all wearing the NBC advertising that they gave us, NBC toboggans, NBC sunglasses. All right, so you came out of it a big, big winner. Yeah, we, we got a ton of, uh, a ton of swag. Uh, and then did you uh, wave to Kanye as he went by on we a float? Did. We were front row at the Macy's Day Parade on 49th Street. We were right in the very front. And Kanye looked ridiculous. Kanye, the there's a video of him going around being booed. Uh, oh, it's amazing. I love it. Finally. Right, here's the parade going by. Now, this is the guy with what's considered now the greatest hip-hop album in the, in the history of all time. It's And it's it's awesome. I listened to it this whole weekend. Why are you saying that? It's fucking great. It's so good. Well, it's five stars. I mean, he's going the same way the critics are. Hicks, it's you. Fuck the critics. I don't need their goddamn validation of the things I listen to. All right, so here's Kanye going by in the big parade. And listen to the people. New York can be so ridiculously funny. It's not exactly the best place to be a celebrity, which is why celebrities like to uh, live here. But the um, the Kanye album that you love, what's the name of it? It's my twisted black dark my my fantasy my twisted. Fear of a, it's my, called Fear of a Black Planet. Fear All right. Of a black planet. So uh, and it's getting five stars. Rolling Stone calls it a classic. I forget who else called it a classic. Will fucking suck its cock. I'm not. I'm not normally the biggest uh, hip-hop fan, but I'll take a quick listen to it here. I like it. Play pretty for Atlanta. Yeah. 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 Fucking Kanye's good. This is... Oh, it is Skinner. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's that, that feel, that Skinner feel that the rappers love. I don't know if there's any guest spots on this, so... South going to do it again. That's for sure. Um, all right, Brandon has a complaint about Rustin. Brandon, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, Rustin, it was like, what, four or five weeks ago when you were playing Oklahoma. 
you said uh, Oklahoma's Texas real rivalry and not uh, not A and M, and now you're coming on the radio saying well, if we could only beat A and M, which by the way we won our last six games in a row. We're nine and two for the season. Yeah, I, I'm trying to hold. I'm trying to salvage hope, man. It's been this whole season. Every the next week is worse than the previous. So it's it's, it's just it, you know it's it's so typical of the Texas fan to play the violin and go. Oh well, Oklahoma's a real guy, and then you lose shit, and you just what a fucking terrible season you had. This Can year. I just say something in his defense? He's been up since five a.m. So every morning <laughs> since five a.m. You know what? Your parents might uh, would be good for them as to work for O and A. They're up. They're bright eyed and bushy tailed. I know we were we were here before fucking the interns for O and A were getting here. <laughs> I was up walking by the studio. I actually came. We were at the Today Show waiting. I actually came to the building to use the restroom because uh-huh. there there's no public restrooms in Midtown Manhattan. And the Today Show was just now was just getting started as we were have been waiting for hours. Um. The lunacy, huh? Oh, it's insane. It was an insane, ridiculous tourist week. Uh, Kurt, in Tampa, you're on Runa Fez. Hey, Ronnie, good morning. Yeah. What do you got? Hey, you know, for our stupid Nebraska fans, a, uh, a good Nebraska team still gets beat by a bad Texas team. Oh, that was the uh, big win that Texas had, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that was the one, the one bright spot of the season. <sighs> So this is as low as you can get in being Texas between that and the Cowboys. It was, uh, it's, and it's, then one, of course, what happened in the World Series. Uh, it's been a, it's been a rough since I left. Things have kind of gone to shit. I get that. Well, we're going to send you back real soon, <laughs> and you're going to take back a beautiful album by Kanye West. There it is. Fucking so strong. Why do they boo this guy? When your dad gets drunk, does he ever start crying about the night the free bird went down? Sometimes. We're in shock, son! At free bird lost his wings. Randy Rhodes, too. Both of, us, both of them hurt. I wish that would have been together. I wish they would have hit each other's planes. Uh, this is a way of saying, keep on loving. Alright, Fezzy, you'd fro- frozen up, and then you got... You wanted to jump in, but it was right in the one... Spot. What's happening with you today? Oh, I, I don't know. Just locked up. It started last night, and not according to Hicks. Hicks said you did very, very well until the, till the light went off. What was he talking about before? Rock and fantasy football talk. You were talking a little fantasy football, sure. Yeah. I mean, I—that's I, a whole other story for me personally. But yeah, he was doing—he was doing fine. So you had another big drop. You're out of the playoffs now. Look, how can one person lose four times in one fucking day? I'm fucking snake bit. I'm jinxed, out of control. It's crazy. Maybe God tell me to stop playing this stupid bullshit because I'm getting fucked over left and right here. What happened to you? Okay, first of all, Steve Johnson drops that fucking pass that would have put me first up. First of all, it's not his fault. He oh. put the blame where it belonged on Twitter after the game. Let me see the pass that he dropped. I can't. All right, it's in his hands. Now, uh, and this is the kid from uh, Buffalo who went on. I don't know whether you guys saw him in the post-game thing, but it's very odd because you know how, like, a lot of guys will talk about themselves in the third person? Like, like if it was you, Hicks, you'd be like, Pepper Hicks doesn't play those games. 
Pepper Hicks is the, you know, so we're used to athletes do that. But he talks about himself in the second person. He's like, you, you, you uh, you're a young guy. You're out there. You're making things happen. You've de- dedicated your life. And then something like this happens to you. And I'm like, who's you? You mean me or you? It's like it's the, he's talking to the people like you would talk to yourself inside your head. Like, what so, are you thinking, man? What are you doing? He went on uh, after the. Uh, I got to find out where it is in these pages because I don't get them here as I get them sent to me. Very, very odd what goes on. Let me try to find the Steve Johnson quote. Ah, here it is. So, um, this is what he had to say on his tweet. He tweeted, uh, he blamed God. And he said, I praise you 24-7. And this is how you do me? You expect me to learn from this? How? I'll never forget this. Ever. Thanks, though. Now, you're born again, aren't you, kid? Yeah. Been, been baptized and saved in the... Is this exact... Is this... Behavior that is acceptable to the Christians. We always, and as a matter of fact, it came up over the trip. We always praise God. And the fact that he's bringing up, he didn't say God's name, but you don't say negative things about God. But here's the deal. Why not? If you are going to make the catch, go after. First of all, all, all everything belongs to the Lord. Let's give it to him. No. If he's responsible for the catch, why isn't he taking responsibility for the drop? Yeah, well, um, I mean, there's it's it's a sweet and sour world, Lord. There's good and bad. If he would have caught it, all praise goes. But if he drops it, I don't know why God dropped that ball. Here's the thing: God can take you to the door; He can open the door, but you've got to step through it. Oh. So Did why you don't see God give him that great juke that let him get wide open and beat the guy? But so a... so your point is God only does the good things and none of the bad. God let gives you the opportunity right, to but, make the catch in the end zone. Right. So why not say that? When you make the catch, instead of going, you know, uh, God got me here. But let's face it, Stevie Johnson made the fucking catch. God had nothing to do with that catch. And the problem that I have with God right now is it seems like he's in if things are going well. But if they're not, it's somebody else's fault. Almost like like a red ass would be at work. Yeah, he's got a good gig, God does. He only gets the good, none of the bad. I don't don't think God hates Stevie Johnson. I think God hates all of Buffalo. But the uh, but the point here, if you're going back to this, is that to me it does still sound like complete faith. The guy has faith in God. He thinks an invisible man either lets you catch the ball, or an invisible man has you drop the ball. Yeah, I I think that's exactly what happened. Do you think anyone could say to him, this is crazy talk no matter where you're going, and let's just talk about the game itself? No, because... Now, uh, uh, the other thing is, according to him, and by the way, this is uh, Stevie Johnson 13 at Twitter, uh, and I guess he follows God or God follows him that he's talking directly. Because I didn't see an at on there. But I'm I'm wondering how people feel about this. Do the people on Twitter feel like, uh, stop bringing up God here? Or they're like, is this seen as real faith? I mean, it's obvious that he truly believes. It's 100, he's 100% into the... Uh, he not only believes, he blames. 
which to me is a real sign of faith. Well, and he's asking for, for ways to get He goes, how do you expect me to learn from this? I know that everything you do is for me to learn. How am I supposed to? I like that he's got the right attitude. So you're going to give him a pass. I think that I think he did a good job. I, I, um, and the, the point is, God's playing in every game this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, but no one ever does that like they got knocked out. They don't go, I guess God was mad at me and gave all his power to the other guy. <laughs> and now, your way of thinking, it almost makes, instead of like being real people doing things, it's almost like we're Madden fucking characters. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, why the Lord didn't pull that in. Um, Jim, you're on Manifest. Ron, uh, God took his eye off the ball. You know, he uh, he had to catch. Uh, apparently, he turned his eye, looked towards North Korea maybe for a second, and uh, he blew it. He blew the catch. I do want to give that, you know, I mean, I, I'm not sitting around making up excuses for God, but he does have a lot on his mind right now. Um, Joe, Joe, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, what's up, boys? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Dustin, real quick, when are you... And people like you going to take responsibility for your actions in your life and stop putting everything on some biblical fairy tale character. Well, maybe we'll start taking responsibility after the rapture, and you're left here while we're celebrating in heaven, watching all the shit go down. Do me if, so. You're going to be celebrating why people are getting killed. Yeah, Stephen B. Jenkins, Tim LaHaye, oh. already laid it out. Things going well upstairs for us, while you guys, New York City in particular, is dealing with some crazy shit. But why would you be so happy if you know that other human beings are being incinerated? Well, because we've been called up. We've once oh, you're, so in the, you're in the bigs. Once you're in the presence of the Lord, I mean, you, there's sadness doesn't exist. Um, so it's almost like being high. Yes. It's almost like if you were high and the baby was drowning and you didn't help it. Yeah. That's what happens. Like it's like being so high you don't know babies are drowning. It's pretty much the exact same thing. Wow. Yeah. Heaven seems like a scary place. I don't uh, remember in the Bible New York City being pointed out in particularly. Gomorrah. Well, Sodom and Gomorrah. I was not the, the Bible necessarily, but left behind, which is pretty much a He's equal. just talking about godless places like New York. Uh, although, I'll put our cathedral up against yours. <laughs> That's true. We toured them. Oh, <laughs> I don't like to think of Protestants in that Catholic uh, place. Brat, you're in fizz. Good morning, guys. All right, check it. You know, I, I've been a Buffalo fan for many years, and I live in Rochester, and that's not too far away. And I've realized the only thing that works is lacrosse. What's lacrosse? A Native American sport. What are we all standing on? Dead fucking Indians. Who hates us? Native Americans. We're fucking cursed, dude. All right, you don't take it upon the fact that you guys just can't finish. You just can't finish. And really, why are you worrying about this one catch when it's a completely humiliating season? There's not a single person out there who thought you were supposed to beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a better team. Although this guy may be my new favorite receiver. Anybody who can just drop a ball that lands in it like that. I mean, talk about a perfect fucking pass. It hurts so much. Uh, yeah, he said that. He said it really hurts. Um, why? Here's uh, Bill and Maine. You're on a fez. Hey, Ronnie Bay, yeah, God gives you the talent to do what you do in life. It's up to you to execute the plan and, and finish it. He didn't. He took his eyes off the prize. He was thinking touchdown before he caught the ball, so it's his fault. Well, the point is, though, why praise uh, God on the good things if you can't blame him on the bad? 
Well, the, the, when you're supposed to praise him the most is through the bad times because he gives you the good times through the end. If you when you make it through the bad times, it, it, you, you you notice when you come through the other. So side. you should be celebrating after a loss and say the Lord gave this us this loss. Well, he gives you the opportunity to make millions of dollars to you know play on the field on a, or a couple hours on a Sunday. Some people aren't playing for the money. Some people are playing for the art of the game. Yeah, which one's that? Uh, you honestly think that these guys dedicate their lives to this just for money? There's other ways to make money without hurting yourself. It's very, very interesting to me to hear people who honestly think that in the middle of the game you're driven by money. I've never heard of anybody doing it. Nobody playing at a very, very high level. Uh, now, when it's over, you're glad to make that money. But during the game, you'd never sit around and think about money. The people who sit around and think about money are the people who don't know how to make money. And then they're always like, I don't know. I think about money all the time. Why don't I get it? Um, here's uh, Tom. Tom in Arizona. You're on Manifest. Hey, boys. Uh, I believe in God starting yesterday. Uh, I had Pittsburgh in my suicide pool. And uh, with him dropping that ball, I won 900 beans yesterday. Great. So you're so the last guy in, huh? Lord. Pretty, I am. Yeah, I that had to be an amazing moment for you. I, I have the uh, the NFL ticket. I had all the games up, and I kept, you know, while I was going insane. I mean, that ball was in his hands. Oh yeah, I mean that was just that was like dropped right there, right oh. there. Couldn't ask for a better better pass. And, and you know, I give the guy a little bit of credit because he actually gives a shit. You know? Oh, actually, yeah, I I kind of like him after this. I didn't even know yeah. who he was. But I, I loved how crazy he was after the game. All right, we still have uh, 71 people left in our elimination pool, which means we didn't lose that many this week, right, Hicks? Uh, no, no, no. A lot of people had the Browns winning, I believe. So if, if they would have lost, it would have fucking wiped out a bunch of people. I don't know whether we're going to be able to finish this properly. Is this going to go right on to the Super Bowl? I hope not. I think I, people have to be running out of teams by now. Shit's going to fucking fall drastically in the next two weeks. It has, it we has to. We lost 17 over the weekend. Yeah, that's not a lot, Fez. That's not a lot. People are starting to figure it out. The game has already it's been broken. In one season of Pigs Can Pick Up, people already know the fucking <laughs> the gamble. What's he talking about? What is this fucking, seriously, restless seed talking about? Oh, he was going on this morning, too, about how his brother couldn't adjust to the New York air and was fucking losing his shit. He's Everything, everyone's today. doing stuff except for checking the phones in here before. We're talking fantasy football. We're talking brothers. Today's going to be the start of a new day. It's going to be a new day. And then, uh-oh, Bennington's coming down the hall. Everybody panic. Now the panic sets in. It's time to freak out. You motherfuckers. What? I've had this fucking hayseed working for me the whole time. He reports back to me. Well, that's great, Rustin. It's like you've had a fucking operator sitting next to you the whole time. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's fucking Johnny Depp. That's who he is. He's undercover. I feel like you're WikiLeaks right now, Ron. Yeah, WikiLeaks don't think. <laughs> Look, I had no fu I got no fucking ties to you. I could give two shits. These guys got to know they've been played. Um, let's go over here to, uh, well, let's go to Paul. Paul, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, my issue, Bon, uh, Russin just mentioned is WikiLeaks is now uh, one of the congressmen is trying to reclassify it as a terrorist organization because of all the shit they're coming up with. Yeah, I I pay very little attention to what any lone fucking congressmen say. They're all too stupid. 
As soon as we found out that one of the real world from Boston guys was a fucking congressman, I'm like, I don't care anymore about Congress. I don't know. I was, I mean, I was reading about all the the things that this guy leaked out this mm-hmm. morning. Just all the info. How how is this? How is he still alive? I mean, I'm kind of. It almost makes me disappointed in our system that we're supposed to be so covert. That how is this guy still alive? The things that he's leaking out are are incredible. Well, who's going to kill him? The the government. What are you watching movies? Yeah. Well, they're trying to bag him up for a rape charge. Yeah, they they fucking put him on. They got him on a rape charge. It was total bullshit. Uh, somebody, well, somebody got raped, and somebody's got to pay for it. I believe in the Southern way. Uh, this woman got raped. Let's go over to the black part of town and see what happens. See who we can <laughs> string up and settle down all the women. Yeah. Um, you know what? I don't want you bringing your Southern racism and hysteria into this show anymore. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't. Uh, Jim, you're on the Renafe show. Hey, yeah. No, I just want to go back to that catch. That boy had five drops yesterday that's not the only ball he dropped they yep. kept throwing to him the, he had they oh, to hold on jim that was angels angels knocked the ball out of his hands all day oh, oh it was angels okay no i mean the, the bottom line is he just isn't that good of a receiver i mean if you, if you can't if you get who do you blame that on him or god well he blames it on god i blame it on him ye of little faith yeah it kind of breaks my heart a little bit i need oh, wow. a uh superstitious bastard like this i seriously i need you fucking sitting in here as crazy as you are <laughs> my stepmom this weekend got pissed at my brother because he we walked into the hotel and he said jesus christ it is cold outside i think that that's very offensive to some of us and we don't need to be using jesus christ's name in a negative way especially in front of my children then <laughs> why, why didn't he yell out, you're not my real mom and go running in the fucking streets yeah well there's New streets of New York City. It's dangerous. Well, <laughs> not not fucking over there. <laughs> what are you saying? Times Square isn't a New York kind of place. N- no, not at all. Okay. Nobody from New York ever even goes there. You might get stabbed by Elmo. Um. By the way, speaking of which, uh, you've got to see the friendly boys, the friendly boys, who I I wrote to everybody I knew over the weekend and said, see the friendly boys. I laughed so hard because I thought of fucking Rustin because she said, I am tired of these herds of hillbillies coming to Times Square. That's hysterical. That's the Martin Scorsese thing on HBO, right? Yeah. That's, uh, I, we ran into a lot of different people. Yesterday, my brother and I were down on uh, in Soho, uh-huh. and we were talking to two guys who told us the entire of New York City was shit, and ever since people like us got there, that there was nothing left. And I was, I was like, is there any spot that's... Still authentic year. He goes, no, it's a hundred percent fucked. By but it, it really is by people like yourself. Yeah. Well, well, because of that, because of that attitude, I guess that's why I'm leaving. Good. Get out. Don't let the fucking door hit you in the ass. And the air is worse here. Hicks is right. The air is sh- shit up here. I never said the air was bad. I'm <laughs> saying relaying a story. Thank you. Um, later on the round of Fed show. Hi, Ron. Got an itch bomb for you. Let me just say this, kid. I don't believe I have to talk to you instead of Fess. This is where my fucking life has got. I can't believe that you're the one who comes in here with energy every day. Uh, Lee, you're on the run of Fess show. Hi, Ron. Got an itch bomb for you. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, we lost a uh, great actor over the weekend. Leslie Nelson passed away at age 89. Thanks for listening to the show. And he wasn't 89. He was 84. 
Lee, oh you can't sit there with Indiana with fucking rumors going around and think that you can pass them on to the people of America. It's not going to work that way. I, I am ashamed. Yeah, and that was the initial Ichiban of the show. And I had said, and it probably isn't the day to say it, never laughed at the airplane movies, never laughed at the police squads or whatever the fuck else he was doing, never got it, never thought, oh, I can't believe OJ's in this. The weird thing is, the thing that Hicks said about them starting the trouble of all these other things, I was in that conversation on Friday in my neighborhood during move the car time when you go out, drink yeah. coffee, <laughs> smoke, and talk to everybody. And uh, we brought up how terrible these epic movies and shit are, and I go, I blame Airplane. Two days later, that poor bastard's dead. All right, we got to take a break here. Coming up a little later on in the show, it's search, search, hurry up and search. Uh, today's prize is going to be Ryan Bingham signed DVD of Crazy Heart. Crazy Heart. And get away from the fucking microphone. Sorry. All right? Get away from the microphone. Uh, all coming up a little later on in the show. Uh, and also, G-Baby, here to talk movies, it's the Ron Fest Show. Ronnie B, Fezzy W. Series 197, XM202, the virus. What's up with it, Vanilla Face? Uh, me and my homie Azam had just parked our slab outside. We're looking for somewhere to post up our black asses for the night. So uh, bang, bang, uh, skid, skid, we're just a couple of pimps, no hoes. There's a new... Uh... Kanye West album is sounding fucking good, too. I don't understand why you're, you got a problem with it, Hicks. I have a plenty of problems with Mr. West, but see, there's a tribe called Quest. Mm, okay. Are you, uh, in any chance, is it because you're such a big Taylor uh, Hicks or whatever her name? Swift. <laughs> who's Taylor Hicks, then? Uh, I think that was uh, American Idol guy. And who's Taylor Ham? That's just a delicious ham. Mm. It's fine with breakfast. Um, so you don't like him, but uh, he likes you. Nevertheless. Well, great. Well, it's not mutual. Sorry, buddy. Uh, hey, a couple of people wrote to me. I guess the announcement at the end of the ONA show was cut off, the Sam announcement. Yes. Uh, and it's one of the problems that we have here because the computer and all that. Um, Sam, the announcement was, and I heard it in here because I guess we don't get cut off. Sam has an incurable disease. And... Uh, I don't think he has long to, lie, to live, but uh, there's the announcement. If you need to get it out there on the Twitter or to phone apps, I think okay, yeah, you post things on phone apps. There's now. phone apps, yeah. There's no there's, message boards are gone, right? There's no yeah, such thing as there. message boards. It's, it's Twitter buttons. and phone apps. Mm-hmm. People love their phone. The phone is going to replace your computer eventually. Is there a phone app Christmas party plan this year? Because <laughs> I'd love to go to it. Um, but anyway, sad news there. Um, 
Sam from the Sam and Dave show, uh, Incurable Disease, and from what I understand, will not be back on the air. They're going to go they take some kind of goat blood or something and oh. shoot him in those eyes. It's going to be very, very difficult. His brain has expanded, and it's being crushed by his own skull. And his body has his body's at war with itself right now. Oh, you never want to hear that. And that's what happened to his hair. This is something we should have seen when he, when he grew pubes on his head. Sounds like Korea. Pubes came out of his head. Yeah, it's a Korean type thing. He's got. It's basically called Korea head. That's oh the lay terms. I know it by a Latin name. That's much more difficult yeah, to say. That'd be wasted on me. It would be wasted on you and the listeners. And I don't want my medical background. You know, putting up a wall. Good between call. Us. Yeah. Um, Christmas is coming up, and you've been a good boy this year. I'm trying. You might find yourself going to that Spider-Man Broadway show. Oh, <laughs> that's a gift. Yeah. <laughs> you two writes the music. Yep. And Great. Spider-Man fights above the audience. It was on 60 Minutes. Yeah, and then did you see the post today, or the New York papers say, and the front page of the post is like huge disaster. The preview audience says it sucks. <laughs> Well, it only costs $60 million for a play. Yeah. And a ridiculous soundtrack by U2 for whatever reason. Why wouldn't they just use the greatest hits of U2? Do the same thing that the Jersey Boys did and give the audience what they want to hear. Send me in that paper. I definitely want to read it. Now, I know, Hicks, for you, pulling a paper out of a trash can is acceptable. Well, it's, you know, an everyday occurrence with me. It was on top of the garbage, though. I'm not comfortable with it. On top of another. Oh, hold on. One of the kids just ran it into me. Um, I can't wait for this. It's going to be exciting. Uh, Greg, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. I got a uh, Delaware County Ichiban for you. All right. What do you got? Well, in sad news, over the weekend, Sun Valley beat Chichester 12-6 in the 2010 Turkey Bowl. Just a gigantic upset. Now, Greg, uh, people did write to me about this, saying Chai won the fist fight in the parking lot. Uh, I haven't confirmed that, but that is a word on the street. That the, that this whole thing spilled into the parking lot, and <laughs> it looks like s some kind of West Side Story bullshit going on out what there. What the fuck? I know. What in that game, Jesus well, Christ! Well, it has nothing to do with the game. Okay, it's just, just some people. Imagine if your houses were connected, yeah, and then you look over at kids with split-level houses <laughs> and yards and pools. You have to start fighting with those kids. <laughs> I guess they have it coming. Yeah, they do have it coming. But you know, maybe it's best just to get rid of sports and in, in schools and in life. No. I know you weren't too happy with what happened with you. Oh, uh, I can't. Still and plenty of Fez things. has been knocked out of the playoffs by Earl. That's fucking ridiculous. I, I, yeah. That's ridiculous. What the hell? Who did you? Did someone contact Earl to just wake him from his fucking fantasy slumber? I told Earl slumber? that he had to. I said, Earl, you've got to, if you want to go eat hoagies with us, you got to make a move. <laughs> he makes a move, and it's to take the wrong quarterback out. He yeah, puts he, a guy on the move that he made. You'd have to be retarded to do. He put in Ryan Fitzpatrick against the fucking Steelers. Right. He took out Chet Henney. Who is, Which made me feel like he was playing for Fez. You know <laughs> exactly. What I, mean? I was like, I saw him make moves. I was like, all right. Oh, wait, is he throwing this fucking game? What the hell's going on? 
I didn't bug him on it, but I felt like he was throwing it too. And I'm like, okay, maybe he just wants to make sure Fez gets the same break everybody else does. <laughs> Fez still found a way to lose it. Unbelievable. Fez, what were you thinking? Mm, it's not here right now. Um, but here's the here's the thing when you look at this. It's brought us nothing but frustration all year. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm I was just angry and half drunk yesterday. Just fucking. Why only pissed. half drunk? I don't know. I just trying to come out of it. Yeah, because I was like, cause I'm 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 overly angry right now. I shouldn't be this angry. But then it just got worse actually when I sobered up. Because <laughs> then I was like hungover. It was like a, a fucked up hangover from day drinking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and it looks like, well, I'm not saying. But it looks like what I predicted at the beginning of the season is it, true. It looks I like I said it. me, blowhard, and the two girls, and my team is slowly getting worse <laughs> as we're going into this. Like I'm still winning, but not as big as I was there for a while. Wins a win. I know we You're say that. Pull it out. But you get into these playoffs, and it's all a matter of who's hot when. Oh yeah. And uh, I have, and I'm going to readily admit this: gotten lucky the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I had um, one guy play, play for 34 points that last was, week. Crazy. Who normally scores six, or no. else I'm done. And then last night, I'm like, should I replace uh, Rivers with oh. Orton? I had him all lined up. Mm-hmm. Then the last one, I like, Rivers got me here. I flip over. Rivers shits to bed, <laughs> but my kicker scores 20. What the fuck? So. Totally insane. I beat the great Kathleen from the Bronx, but I felt like that's not going to go on like that. Always, always, my fear has been that Blowhard's going to win our league. Uh, if he if he wins, I'm just going to lose it. I can't. It's very it's just the frustration. That will be the topper to this fucking jinx season. That's fucked my mouth since week one. Mike Shanahan, Tony Romo, Ray Rice. So just a long list of grievances I have against this fucked up league. Referees. You're just too furious with the whole thing. I, I'm falling apart. Vincent Jackson was supposed to start for the fuck goddamn San Diego Chargers first. Fucking series. He goes out. He's been out for 12 weeks. He's been heralded as all. Everyone else is fucking hurt on the goddamn wide receiver core for the Chargers. He's going to come back and fucking blow it up. Not even one fucking catch. Uh, and then that ended my night last night. As that was the late game. And he was the last player I had. It blows cock. Uh, you know my friend uh, Richard Sh- uh, Schickel, who I've had on RBI mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Uh, he's writing something about... Uh, I'm not sure whether it's about Scorsese or Jack, but he's writing a book. And uh, awesome. in the scene of Departed, where I smell a rat and Nicholson pulls out a gun. Oh, yeah. Great scene. Yeah, great it was scene. a real gun. What? He was flashing a real gun <laughs> up to Leo. What the fuck? To get him uh, scared. Holy shit. Why has this come out before this? That's crazy. Nicholson just packing a real fucking gun with him? That's um, badass. That is acting, ladies and gentlemen. That's the acting. <laughs> Point a gun at someone in a scare. Now, if you do that in real life, they send you to jail. Um, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing, buddy? Good. Hey, listen. You know Blowhard has the edge because he keeps calling in the show, the Sports Grumbling Show, Saturday nights. Well, I'll tell you this. I think he's still, his record is worse than the two girls. Okay. So he's got the fourth best record in a in a ten team league, but yeah. 
He's in the weaker division, so he's going to get in. Well, this bullshit division, obviously. <laughs> we just fucking blow. Yeah, your division's awful. <laughs> it's awful. I think I'm at, after this week, I'm at the bottom, so I'm just the worst. It's just so fucking pathetic. I keep waiting for Pepper to call, and the call never comes. It's almost like he's too proud to take some advice. That's right. I'm going to check the waiver wires. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Why are you still doing it? Why don't you start giving up? No, I'm not going to give up. Fuck that. We've got a big party at Fez's house, and he even says we could destroy the place. Oh, it's, it's on. <laughs> Although, he hasn't been in this room in a while now. No. He's been, he's been locked up today. Yeah. Uh, all right, John. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Peace. That's John from Sports Grumblings. He does a big Saturday night show here on Fantasy Football. Oh, yeah. Send me Fez in, would you please? No co-host has ever said that before in the history of radio, but... I would like my co-host in here. Oh. Slowly he comes around. There's the door opening. And there he is. Fez, I don't want to interrupt you, but I want you in here for a bit. Okay. What were you doing back there? Watching the phone screeners? Basically, yeah. Keeping an eye on them? Trying to. Why? Well, just to make sure everything was at least running right from that side of it. When you're in there, do you stand behind the phone screeners and watch them type up? No. Hmm. I'm on the board. I see. Uh, you lost to Earl, and it looked like he even tried to lay down for you. Oh, yeah, and going into it, I mean, those projections that are on there? Yeah. I was projected, I think, by 36 points. I was a 36-point favorite going into this thing. Well, we've all decided... Uh, back in week one or two, we can't believe their projections. And I notice guys in our league will pull somebody if the projection is one point mm -hmm. difference, which is insane. I was doing that this week. That was me. I was, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> you cannot do it. You can't play that way. Uh, George, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I just want to know how Fez can justify making the money he has, and it's been an hour, and he's just getting on now, even if he says anything. The Lord knocked the ball out of his hands. Well, you guys are all great. I just want to tell you that, except for Fez, man. He used to be great. He used to be the best one on the radio. Now he's just, man, I'd he, like to see him come back, man. I'd like to see him come back. He's going to come back. He's going to come back in a big, big way. Did you drink over the weekend, Fez? Nope, I didn't have one drink. Take any pills? Nope, I really wanted to take the pills on the plane. I mean, badly I wanted to. And just stay, you know, stayed away from them. Do you still have I didn't the, the pills? I still have them. But what I did was I didn't even pack them so that there was no Once I got to the airport, there was no way I was going to be able to take them. All right. So, wait. The doctors give you the pills. Uh-huh. Then they tell you don't take the pills. Well, But I, keep them. Yes. This is, uh, yeah, well, this Flipping. is going through the psychologist right now where I decided if I know how the pills mess me up, not that it made any, you know, difference today, but, uh, yeah, I just didn't want to take the pills either because, you know, days afterwards, the, the uh, weeping is just unstoppable. I miss the weeping. So, and just a... You know why I miss the weeping? Why is that? It was a sound. It was a sound. It was audio. You used to bring in a little audio on Mondays. Yeah. Um, here's uh, Chris. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fez. I just got a little uh, thing I noticed over your holiday uh, repeat that you played there. 
And for listening to it, I think that your therapist is wrong about you drinking. You just need to stay drunk because that was the funniest I've ever heard you. Um, I noticed this on the best of. Hicks, you put the best ofs together. Yeah. And then apparently if I'm going to believe the emails I got, you play the part of the angry announcer. <laughs> well, yes, I've There's been... a fucking best of. <laughs> I wasn't even with the show at this point, so <laughs> I guess I have nothing to say about this. Here you go. Here's your best of coming up. Why do we... I've been roped into this. Why? Who's behind this? Rob? Rob Cross. Yeah. Uh, and we were able to dodge this Radio 101 thing for yeah. many years, but we can't seem to get out of it's it anymore. battle of attrition. Um, Sean, Alabama, you're on a fez. Hey, when are we going to bring back the self-contained comedy bits? I love those. Yeah, you stopped doing self-contained comedy, Fez? Yeah, um, I actually uh, have one today. Right, but you've stopped doing them is what the point was. Right, I hadn't been getting them on. I had been doing them, but not performing them on the air is what had happened. Um, what happened? I just got really, really wound up and nervous and, like, couldn't get myself to do it. Mm -hmm. Where I had them and then did just left them sitting there like a moron. So you're happy with the way everything's going? No, I'm not. No, not at all. So you feel like you're on a win streak? No, no. Opposite. Uh, Josh, you're on Fez. Hi, Ron. I wanted to find out, uh, Fez, if you've seen the movie A Single Man. Yeah, I've seen A Single Man. I've seen it several times, actually. Yeah, and what, what impression did it make on you? I mean, what did you think about it? Well, I really, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was beautiful to look at. I thought it was, you know, kind of depressing, too. Well, this was okay. a great, honest answer, told completely from the heart. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Steven, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B., you're a genius. Uh, what can hey, we I'm do for you? I'm worried about Fez throwing those pills down the drain, that stuff getting in the water system. I'm thinking maybe if he just packages it all up in a big bundle and then uh, addresses it to me but put uh, to Leon Helms, and, uh, I'll, I'll, First I'll of all, it'd be Levon. It's Levon. <laughs> Get it fucking correct. And why do you send to you when I'm here? I'll fucking take him off Fez's hands. I'll keep him safe. You know what's really weird is like, you ever notice this this time of year? It's too hot inside. That's disgusting. And the heat in here is fucked up. Like in, the, in our office, after yeah. 6 p.m., they turn the air off or whatever, and then it's and we're ne right next to a machine room, so it's just like a fucking sauna but in there. It, I don't get... We would not put up with the heat this hot in the summer. No. We'd be like, this is too hot. Yet because it's colder outside, we're like, let's get it as hot as we can inside. We just want the opposite season. <laughs> it's not any kind of uh, temperature control. It's like, take us as far away as what's happening outside. Here's some people to wave to us. Oh. And there's like uh, hey. a uh, Latin American girl looking Ooh. with very nice high boots, high white boots. Oh. Um, it's like fucking... This was really funny. So uh, a couple uh, weeks ago, a girl goes walking by. I see Fez wave to her. I go, who's that? Uh. And he goes, new girl. It's not what? New Girl at all. <laughs> and I go, that is not New Girl. And he goes, well, newer girl. Okay. That's...
And it was somebody we've never seen before. She's in Connecticut. I not only got the names mixed up, I didn't have my glasses on, so I, assu- I was assuming who I was looking at. Oh. Who was it? Just a stranger? Uh, yeah, it was just a stranger. It never was anyone uh, that we knew. Did we ever have someone called Newer Girl? No, no. I, then I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember the other girl's uh, and the other female intern's name. But I knew no girl wasn't right as soon as I said it. No girl. No. Yeah, I heard that. Little redhead girl. That's it. Well, she was before New Girl. Yeah, yeah, she was. And she form. called us from L.A. She lives in L.A. Yeah. And why would she be on a tour? I thought maybe she came back to visit and was bringing family through, and. Ex-interns bring their family in. No, no. I would have, that would have gotten to go through me, and we would have known about it. Uh, here's uh, Tim in Albany. Yo, Ronnie. How many points did Andre Johnson get yesterday trying to take that guy's head off during the Houston Texans game? Isn't it so funny seeing how um, they're... That you look at that when a fight breaks out, everyone's weirded out by it. Oh yeah. Even though these guys are running into each other as hard as they can, <laughs> punches kind of scare people. Yeah, well, actually, when, even when I saw it, when they were just fucking ripping the helmets off, and then he threw a punch, I was like, "Holy shit, this right. is getting out of fucking crazy control." But why does it happen more often? I guess it's crazy. They fight in every sport more than uh, football. And football is the only sport where you're not now even looking at an official. Oh, fuck no. You can't look up. And baseball, you can scream at an official, spit on his shoes, <laughs> kick dirt on him, call him an ill-begotten son of a bitch. It's all okay. And if you turn around and look at an official in football, it's over. 15 yards. And Spend you're out it. of the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan, you're on the run of fish show. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing today? Yeah. Listen, uh, Fezzy, I got a question for you, and I've been wanting to ask you this for a long time. Okay. I don't don't understand, personally, how you could ever be nervous about being on the air. I know you've been to listener parties. You know what scumbags we are. Get on, have fun, and just be yourself, man. We love you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate it, too. Hicks, what about you? It's appreciated. We all appreciate it. Yeah, it's just, uh, I'm sorry, it's just a locking up thing. What is? When, when I freeze up in here. I understand all of that, that it's just conversation and I still end Should up Should me and Hicks leave? No, that's okay. Please don't. Would that help, though? No, it wouldn't. Not at all. What would you like to do? Um, I'm not sure. I'd like to not be like this. I know that much. I mean, in the show today, what would you like to do? Well, um, I had a horrible flight to Florida that I can tell you about because this is unusual. Normally, you come back and you love your flights, yeah. and you're like, it was so smooth and the scenery was gorgeous. But this was something that had not even happened to me ever before. I've had turbulence, gotten nervous. I've had problems getting on the plane, thrown up on a plane. All those sort of things. This was a new one even on me. I end up sitting in the same row with a large golden retriever. 
Uh, apparently this was one of those service dogs, not a CNI dog, but a service dog that was being trained or being delivered. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a row of three. What do you mean by a service dog? Like uh, if it if someone like is in a wheelchair and needs a dog to help them. What? Right. So was the person in the wheelchair that you were in the row with? I I don't understand. The the receiver had a seat. No. No, there was me on the aisle. Mm -hmm. There was the handler, not a handicapped person, but a handler training service dogs uh -huh. in the middle. And then an elderly woman on the window. So these are the details to set up a story. Right. And then you drop the, and then there's a golden retriever sitting there. And we can't believe it. So the golden retriever is between the seats and the next row. Right, yeah. It's so three of you are sitting there, and where your feet are... A golden retriever is laying long way. Yes, is laid across us. A golden retriever is... Uh, Did you get to play with him? No, I didn't want to play with him. Why not? Because I don't care for dogs, and I was... Oh, you're a cat man. I forgot. I'm scared to I'm death crazy. to get yes. on this plane. I haven't taken any pills. And now there is a dog crammed in the row of seats. Like it's some piece of giant um, luggage that won't fit under the seat. I've never heard of any shit like that in my life. It's never happened to me before. And I thought for sure. I saw the dog actually. I got on the plane as quickly as I could. I got in my seat. I got, you know, buckled in. And just tried to sit there and calm myself down. I see the dog go down the aisle past me. And I'm like, wow, this dog isn't in a crate. And it's not, you know, it's not going to fit under the seat. It's not being stowed. And then I realize that the dog is now coming back to sit with me. And doesn't have its own seat, is not going to be buckled in, is just going to lay across the feet. And you know, there's no room there in the in between rows of seats. You barely, I've never heard of this before. You barely this have room. Like, this is like, normally I'm like, oh, Fez, you're making a big deal out of nothing. This <laughs> is fucking bizarre. But why not just sit and go, oh, I'm afraid to fly. At least I can play with this dog for a couple hours. No, because it was so, it was actually so distracting. I was trying to calm down. And you know me, even like when a flight attendant I comes. I you, you're fez. When a flight attendant comes by and taps you to say, do you want headphones or do you want a drink? What do you want to drink or whatever? I always jump. I jump whenever there's an announcement. Well, everybody that why was. Why don't you like ring the bell and go like this? Miss, there's a dog in here, and it's laying across my leg. Yeah, yeah, there was nowhere to go. And then everybody who was passing me to go to the, use the restroom had to stop, lean on my chair, which made me jump, and I must have heard, oh, what a beautiful boy, uh, about a hundred times. Um, it's nice, though. Yeah, I mean, that is like kind of the thing of like no one's used to seeing a dog up in the air. I mean, think of it. You're <laughs> up in the air and there's a fucking dog up there. It's kind of bizarre. It's it was trippy. insane. And then the old lady on the window, she's in this black pantsuit and she is now covered <laughs> in, hot. in blonde golden retriever hair. She's covered, and she's trying to keep the hair off of her. The trainer of this dog says, yeah, the airlines really should hand out limp brushes. Why? Funny. Because you, you're the only one traveling with a dog. As long as I've been flying, I've never seen a loose dog on a plane. Uh, John, you're on, on Ron and Fez. 
Yeah, did Fez have his glasses on when he saw this dog? I had my glasses on. It was a dog. I didn't think it was a former intern. Ryan, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Scruffy? Ron, what's up, guys? Uh... Was this dog like a seeing-eye dog? Was a person sitting next to you blind or anything? No, the person sitting next to me in the middle of the row with his dog. He booked a, you know, middle seat, knowing he's going to have a golden retriever with him. They said it was a service dog and not a seeing-eye dog. Uh, Jeff, Mass, you're on Fez. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Fezzy, you should have stood up and did the Samuel Jackson line. I'm tired of these motherfucking dogs on this motherfucking plane. That's not trying to bring comedy into this. Fez is a serious story. What are we going to do about the dogs taking over our airlines? Uh, Glenn, Nova Scotia. Yeah, Ronnie, uh, I just want to tell Fez he should have taken out his cock. The dog would have licked it. Um, a service dog. So this dog was going to pull someone's wheelchair when it got to Tampa. I guess so. Yeah, or they were teaching it how to be of service on a flight. Maybe that was what it was. How could you have not found out? You're in a two and a half hour flight. <laughs> a dog is at your feet. I would have known everything about that dog and all the hot chicks who came by to see that dog. Okay. I was so ticked at that guy dragging a dog into the middle of a, of a very tight airline row. I didn't want anything to do with it. But your flight must have went by like a shot. I mean, it was, like, so distracting. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, it was distracting, like, when they brought out the snacks. And you I'm, should have ordered meat so you could feed the dog. Well, I'm trying... jerky? I'm trying to have my chips, and uh, the dog is looking up at me the whole time. Give him a chip. I'm not sharing my food with the dog. Come on, it's hungry. I'm not going to feed him there. I had his giant paws against on top of my feet the entire trip. It's adorable. Yeah. Then the dog decides he needs to resituate himself, so I'm catching a tail as he's turning around. Well, here's the thing. You, uh, you ever hear of turning lemons into lemonades? Mm-hmm. Dude, you got Kool-Aid brought to you. It, it was already <laughs> done. You got a dog to play with on the fucking plane. No one gets that. Why weren't you doing all kinds of jokes? Anybody got a Frisbee? Oh, shit. <laughs> It was a nightmare flight. I would have been like, where, boy, where? <laughs> I'd have taken him for a walk, got to know everybody. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And by the way, the dog needed to be walked. The dog, very gassy at 36,000 feet. Happens. The dog or you? It was the dog. Well, you take those pills, though, that make you fart. So. What pills? That wasn't the dog. All right, who put on the bad date of Fez's ferry flight? Oh, uh, Larry, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Pool Pump. Hey, so something doesn't add up with your story. If, if it was a handler with that dog, how come it wouldn't be a baggage or cargo area? That's what I was wondering. Apparently, these dogs are allowed on the plane. Here's the thing well, who, when you're traveling, particularly when you're a nervous person, right? You don't have to wonder. You can sit there and find out everything about that guy and his life, and then before you know it, the plane's landed. I felt that if I had uh, acknowledged it or sat there and petted the dog or made conversation with the guy, that it was condoning his actions. Well, what do you mean condoning the actions? You're not the fucking Queen Elizabeth. Whether you like it or not, the dog was on the plane. You could figure out, hey, what kind of dogs get loud on planes? How did this happen? And before you know it, your flight changes. You know what I mean? The flight is down. And you're having a great time. 
Uh, Blake, you're on my face. Hey, Chiefy McTideass, why don't you get a first-class seat? How poor are you? Look, forget all that. Fez is buying us all hoagies. I don't want any of your fucking flight money coming into our hoagie fucking funds. Yeah. And beer. Have we decided whether we're getting kegs? I say keg. Well, I don't want it to go in the bathroom. <laughs> well, no, you just get a big bucket and you put ice around it. Oh, we can just get 12 packs or whatever? No, let's go keg. Good, because when this fucking thing goes out, I want everybody fucking on Fez. We just run across the street and get 12 packs. <laughs> oh, no, they'll be very happy with the uh, keg. Uh, Mark, you're on Fez. What's up, buddies? Hey, so when are we going to find out that this is an Opie story from a couple of years ago? Oh, it better not be, Fez. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of that large of a dog being loose on a plane. <laughs> I've never heard of a small dog being loose on a plane. Well, I've I've been on planes with small dogs before. Like people bring their dogs in and a and a little thing and open it up. Uh, but the thing that you you were telling the way you were telling it, no, I've never seen that. Um, Anna, you're running Fez. Hi, buddy. Hey, buddy girl. Um. Oh my gosh, Fez! I'm so excited to have another person in this world that's had the same experience. I sat next to a golden retriever, exactly the same kind of dog. From uh, Baltimore to uh, Vegas, all the way to Vegas. And it was exactly the same thing. They put the guy with the dog on. It was an FBI dog that was training to be a bomb-sniffing dog. So That'd you be put a good it, dog to have next to you on a plane. I thought it was the best seatmate to have. He was sweet. He didn't drool. He didn't Aww. do anything. He was very well-behaved. Now, Fez, when you hear this, it's the same situation, right? Right, yes. <laughs> For you, it's the most <laughs> negative thing in the world. For her, it's the funnest. I thought it was absolutely awful, especially during drink service when the trainer said um, he asked for an extra cup. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so next thing you know, there's... Your dog wants a drink. Come on. I know, but I'm hearing the slurp, slurp, slurp of this dog as it's nauseating so me. Slurping it up. You don't like to I see can't... a dog drinking on a plane? <laughs> no. It's for itself. It's, the water's going everywhere. Oh. The slurp sound is disgusting. I know, I know water wasn't going anywhere. It's a trained dog. Yeah. It's a service dog. Um, all right, Anna. It's so Thanks, weird to buddy. hear people have the same thing and different things happen. Mark, you're on a Fez. Hey, Fez, uh, why That's didn't you just tell the stewardess you weren't a dog lover and there's at least 100 people on the plane that would have loved to switch seats with you? I was a, I get nervous about to me that's like a bad luck thing on a plane to oh, switch seats. True. That is true. Where it's like if the plane goes down they're not going to be able to identify my body cuz I'm in the wrong seat. See, I think of the switch flights more like that. Like you Oh was, yeah. Yeah, you want to fucking switch flights you would like that, wouldn't you? You like to put me on the fucking suicide trip. Mm -hmm. This is a picture of the dog. This is exactly what the dog looked like even with the same um vest that it's wearing. Service right. vest. If that dog was sitting next to me I would have called them Dootsy Baby or the King of the Dukes. I'm not sure which. What, what was his name? I didn't ask. How do you Come know? On. What I name did you give him? What's that? What name did you give him? Um, service Dog. Why wouldn't you call him Dooksy Baby or King of the Dukes? Because that dog looked like if all the Dukes got together, that dog would be the king. Yeah. Look at his Easily. sweet eyes. Look at how big he is. Yeah. Crammed it. Fucking grab him. Crammed into a okay. row of airline seats without his own seat. 
I like the fact that if Fez's plane cra crashes, he wants to be in his assigned seat. <laughs> to help identify the body. Um, here's Joe. Joe, you're in Fez. What's up, guys? Uh, I want to know why a fancy man like Fez Marie Watley is flying coach. He's a cheap fuck. <laughs> Bill, you're on my Fez. Hey, Ronnie, I'm just wondering which one had the worst flight experience, Fez or the dog? They both said the other one farted. That dog was nothing but dog gas. I don't know. But Once that, we got up there. But the way you're telling it, everybody on the flight loved Dukesy, baby, right? The king oh. of the Dukes. Oh, they couldn't get enough. So, so now not only... that dog. <laughs> Who thinks he's king of the Dukes? So I'm on the aisle... And yes, everybody loves uh, Dukesy Baby. King of the Dukes? King of the Dukes, yes. And the dog is crowding the whole row. And now I've got people leaning over me to pet the dog. Now yeah. I'm extra crowded because I'm on the aisle and people are leaning in. But here's the whole point. You already don't like flying, right? Right. This is a nice distraction. This is totally different from every other flight that you're on. And you could have been thinking to yourself... Hey, this is going to make a great story. How do I set up the details and then drop down that a dog was there so I don't mistell the story and get off to a, a wrong jump? Um, here is uh, Sean, your manifest. Hey, Ron, that was one of those new government homo-sniffing dogs, and it didn't have far to look. Oh, oh sir, don't even start that. Uh, Sean, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Fez, I bet if that dog was queer, you wouldn't be bitching. I'm not into dogs in any sense of the word. I like my dog when you say to a human. Would you ever suck that lipstick dick? No! You sure? Hold on. For $10? No. 20 No. And nobody was looking? How much? Um, a hundred thousand. All right, so here's the thing. You do suck dog dick. We just haggle over price. That's the only fucking thing. The only thing that's keeping him from sucking dog dick is the price. Oh, don't suck dog dick. Uh, Brian, you're in Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Hey, um, uh, Fez, uh, service dogs perform a very valuable service for people that really need the help. And they uh, go through a very long training process before they're certified to do that. So they're not going to bother people. They're not going to attack people. They don't get this, you know, they're trained to uh, ignore distractions. Their only goal is to take care of the human that they're assigned to and make sure they get where they need to go safely. They're not a hazard of any kind at all. Yes, and this dog was not with a person that needed a service dog. He was oh, with his train. If it was a handicapped person who needed a capable. Handy-capable person who needed their dog with them, that I could get. This dog was just being delivered or something. Right, to a handy-capable person. Right. But that person was not on the plane. Right. Needing this dog's services, this dog could have been in a crate in a heated cargo bay. Dooksy baby? And that know. fucking down there? Fuck that. I can't stand the thought of it. How could a king travel that now, way? Did anyone else bitch except for you? The only other person was the older woman in the black pants suit, who was I, very upset she was covered with blonde golden retriever hair. Um, yes, because no one else had to share a row with the giant dog. 
Here's uh, Joe, you're on my fist. Hey, I know they hand out peanuts, but Fessy, if you asked what they have given you peanut butter, you could have made the best of the situation. Um, oh. I was not going to do that. Why not? Because the price wasn't there. Fez does have a price for dog sex. And it's much lower than expected. Because for that 100000 mm-hmm. uh if I could shoot it on video and then sell it as pervert radio host, sucks a dog's dick, I'll get my money back fast. That's bank, baby. Come oh, yeah. on. I'll make ten times that. I thought no one was going to be looking. Well, they won't be there with you. Yeah, at the time. I mean, then people get to watch, right, online? Um... By the way, I, I want to get this out. Sleeves did his big show, Whisper, Pray, Make Room, at the Players' Ring in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Uh, standing ovations. People going crazy. It's playing again this week. That's December 3rd, uh, 8 p.m. Saturday the 4th, 8 p.m. Sunday the 5th, 2 p.m. For you people who are like, it's too late at night. I'll just go after church. So that is Whisper, Pray, Make Room at the Players' Ring in Portsmouth, uh, New Hampshire. Check it out. Go to Sleeves' uh, website. We'll have a link up there. Coming up within a half hour, we'll be playing uh, Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. And what a prize we're giving out, Hicks. Yeah, that's right. We're giving out the uh, Crazy Heart TV signed that by Ryan right. Bingham. Who? It's going to be fantastic. Ryan Bingham signed Crazy Heart I thought Crazy you said Ron TV. Bennington. The way <laughs> you fucking slurred both their names. Oh, no. There's no slurring here. Um, by the way, happy birthday to Don Stugatz. Oh. Uh, that was the guy that wanted to have fun with Fez down in Florida. You didn't go meet him? No, I stayed away from the turkey trot. Mm. Uh, Mike, you're on the Ryan Fez show. Mike, or let's go to Dave first. Dave. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, those uh, those dogs, you can just buy the vest online and take your dog anywhere with you. It's a big scam. How do we know they're not terrorists, then? Uh, Dan, you're on Dan, we got you, buddy? Oh, yeah, here I am. Hey, the service dogs have to go out in public with the trainers because that's how they learn how to behave once they're delivered to the handicapped person. Well, then he should have gotten a seat bought for him. You want a dog sitting in the seat? Where do you live? Cartoon World? That would have been... Fred, (laughs) just sitting here riding along. Fez, everything isn't a cartoon. It's an actual dog. It's not a person. Just because it's wearing a vest doesn't mean it should get a job and drive a car. No. Put the dog in a seat or somewhere else. Mm. See if it can lay down back by the stewardess station in the back of the plane. How come nobody else complained? No one else had to sit with it. Um, let's go over here to uh, John. John, you're on my Fez. Hey, Fezzy, um, you know... Training do- when they're training dogs like that, they're they're not supposed to let people pet them and stuff. Like the trainer either was a lousy guy or he was doing a poor job. So you should have just started throwing meaty elbows around that freaking aisle. Did people actually pet the dog? They were leaning in to uh, compliment him, and some were petting him. Hmm. Uh, let's see some of the things that Queen Elizabeth tweeted to us. 
Did the dog bark? Five, two. Did the dog fart himself awake? The dog was probably like, I can't believe I have to put my paws on this fag's feet. Hey, Queen Elizabeth, that one went a little far. I'm sure if the dog did, spa- did bark, Queen Elizabeth would be able to interpret for us, the dog herself. Um, Crisco says, a saying that I dog is a service dog. Um, here's uh, Randy. Randy, you're my Fez. Hey, how you guys doing? Yeah. Hey, Fezzy, would you have had a problem if the person had a service hedgehog next to him? Uh, I probably wouldn't want to ride next to a hedgehog, but I think the hedgehog could fit under the seat. What would it you could... rather ride next to in a plane? Service dog, service revolver? Um, I guess service dog. Cause well, I'm... Why can't you be a little happier then? Cause, uh... You got the opportunity to have a dog to play with. I didn't want to... It's like on... I had the worst flight. I was sitting uh, next to this hot chick with gigantic tits. <laughs> God damn it, I hate flying. Anything that will make you distracted and make time go faster is a good thing. Um, here's uh, Mike. Mike and Marilyn, you're on fest. Hey, guys, quick question. And I mean this seriously because I don't know the answer to this. Is a blind guy responsible for cleaning up the proof of a C&I dog, because it seems to me he wouldn't know when it's taken a dog. Um, here's Robert. You're on a Fez. Yeah, Ronnie. Fez is one heart attack away from needing a service dog. I bet he'd change his tune then, wouldn't he? If I needed one, I wouldn't make sure it was laying across three people's feet on a plane. <laughs> what would you do? I would, trob- I would probably try and book it its own seat. Or maybe try to get the whole row. Here's my point. So it could lay down. In in other hands, this would be a very funny fucking piece of material. Because I've never heard of this before. I've never seen it. But it falls back into this cranky, bitchy thing instead of an amusing, funny story to share. It should be fun. Um, East End Rob, you're on the Running Fest show. Ronnie B., any way to get this uh, dog as a third mic on the show? It certainly seems to have uh, gotten Fez talking for the most. Uh, I think I've heard him talking six months. Might be good for the show. Uh, let's go over here to Bill in Boston. You're on a Fez. Hey, Fez, you said you saw an old lady in a pantsuit with Labrador Retriever hair on it. Were you looking in the mirror? That was not my pantsuit. Um... Let's uh, let's go over here to Dave. Dave, you're on Fez. Fez, what would you have done if that dog was sitting in the seat next to you, just with his face right next to yours? That seems like it'd be a lot worse than it'd be by your feet. No, because when it was down at the feet and the row was so closed off with Golden Retriever, it why, was... Why didn't you say this? Put the dog up in the chair and I'll lay down at everybody's feet. I wasn't going to lay on a filthy airline floor, airliner floor. Everything was filthy, huh? Oh, those floors are awful after a flight. Uh, Frank, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie, Fez keeps saying that he would buy the dog a seat if it was his, but that cheap bastard will barely buy his own seat. You think he's really going to buy one for a dog? Mm, that's true. Uh, Steve, you're on Fez. Steve? Yeah. 
Hey, Ronnie, my brother-in-law, he's always trying to work an angle. He's got this Boston Terrier, and he got a prescription from his brother who's an MD, and it's uh, he, it's a prescription that says the dog's a service dog. So now he goes to the airport, and instead of having to pay for the thing to fly in cargo, the dog sits on his lap. This guy doesn't have any problems or needs a service dog. He's just... Uh, trying to work an angle and save the airfare. It's just like, of all the places to try to work angles, the airport doesn't seem that good <laughs> anymore. It seemed like somehow you could go to jail for just the slightest amount of gimmick. All right, I want to hear one of the new promos, uh, Hicks, that we're playing for the Ryan Bingham. Search, search, hurry up and search. By the way, we're going to be playing our first in this entire week of giveaways here in, uh, well... The Christmas season, and it is Christmassy as you come into our building. Giant tree down in the lobby. Oh yeah, it's gigantic. It's scary. The so lot. we are one hundred percent in Christmas mode here in New York City, the place that the kid can't wait to get rid of. I know. And I don't know why he thinks he has to stay here throughout. I think he'll be fine if he wants to leave early. Really? Okay. Because uh, there's no anchor holding his ass here. He's ready to go anytime he wants. Uh, let's take a listen to one of the promos. Hey, Ron, something's wrong with our producer, Chris Stanley. What is it, Chris? Cigarette prices going up again? Well, the holidays are here, and I can never figure out what to give people. Look, forget it. Bah humbug. Don't get scrooged on us, Chris Stanley. Just listen to the Ron and Fez show through the month of December. We'll be playing our game show, Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search, and it's a chance to win great stuff signed by some of the amazing guests we've had this year. Sure, people like James Cameron. The Beach Boys, Brian Wilson. Quincy Jones. Jason Swartzman. The Situation. Eddie Izzard. Deepak Chopra. Johnny Knoxville. Annie Lennox. David Mamet. David Cross. Ice Cube. And a lot more all through December. So all I have to do is play Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search and I can win? No, you work for the Ron and Fez Show. This is just for listeners. Fuck! Don't be a Chris Stanley. Join the holiday spirit with Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. All through December on the Ron and Fez Show. Um, I just think that it's missing that. It sounds a little zooey to me. And it's missing that. This is fucking important. We're giving away a ton of shit. And this is something Fez gave. Now, I do like the music, but I hate our, uh, our read on it. Okay. Do we have another one? Yeah, there's others. Two others. Right, let me hear the other one. We're Ron and Fez, and this December, we're turning the Ron and Fez show into a winner wonderland. Giving away great prizes every day on the Ron and Fez show with our game show, Search, Search. Hurry up and search. Follow at 202 Friends on Twitter and get ready for the winner games. We have books, DVDs, CDs, uh, and this. sports prizes. First of all, the music is a little hot on it, uh, but I think our reads are terrible. Okay. We it's, can it's some a, yeah, it's we us. It's me and Fez. Out. This thing should be jumping out. It should be excitement level. And just hearing this, yeah, if we've got all kinds of great things to give you. Listen to me. I got a gun to my head. Oh, there's no gun. It seems like it. No. Uh, we're giving away something signed by an Oscar winner uh, about a movie where the guy that he wrote the song for won an Oscar. This is a great fucking prize today. Ryan Bingham. We should be all over this. Make sure you're following 202 Friends right now in less than 20 minutes. In less than 22 minutes, we're going to be playing Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. Um, it's our friend Ro. Ro, how are you? Hey, how you doing? How you guys doing? Good, darling. What I wanted to know from Fez, I mean, he had such a miserable flight. Did he at least have a fun time with his family? Or was he miserable? Was he locked up? 
What was the deal? Yeah. The deets, Fuzzy. Um, it was it was a little bit stressful. I'll admit that much. I mean, my brother Corky has some problems, which are causing other problems in the family. I had an aunt who usually comes down for Thanksgiving, but now she's nervous about coming. She didn't come for Thanksgiving, and she's nervous about coming for Christmas. She may not do that because she's worried about my brother's erratic behavior. So there was there was some tension there. Uh, along the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, any other promos? All right, let's take a listen. Rana Fez here. And what's a better feeling this holiday season than giving that perfect, unique gift? It's giving a gift that you don't have to pay for this December on the Rana Fez Show. It's search, search, hurry up and search the greatest re-gift of all. All through December, we'll be playing our game show. Search, search, hurry up and search every day. Game and show. you can win fantastic prizes that are perfect for re-gifting. We've got great autographed items for you from people like Brian Wilson. See, it doesn't have the excitement level it needs. It's the Reed's fault. It's not the production. Me and Fezzi uh, just walked the chalk on that one. It was almost like we are going like this. Stop. Stop, you motherfucker. No, no. No, never stop. Fucking follow 202, friends. Get some great shit. Jesus mm. Christ. This whole fucking month. See, that's the beautiful... That would have been the Reed. Wait, really? The, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Oh, it's not F-bombs. But... Yeah. I don't <laughs> care. What, what fucking channel are we on here? XL channel. Thank you. Now, if we were on an unhealth channel, yeah, you can't. can't talk that way. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, be right back. Playing Search, Search, Hurry Up and Search. Also, G-Baby's coming in to talk some movies. Uh, and it should be a lot of fun. Right back in a couple of minutes, Ron and Fez. You're listening to the Ron and Fez Show on the virus. Period 197, XM202. In death. A member of Project Mayhem has a name. His name is Robert Paulson. 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 Yeah, it's the Run of show. Uh, coming up a little later on the show, G-Baby's coming in, all the way from Los Angeles, California, home of the Doors. It's talk a little, uh, little movies. Uh, I haven't seen movies in, I can't tell you how long, Hicks. It's been like a month and a half, two months. Yeah, I, I, I just, I've given up. I'm just waiting for bootlegs, sadly. I know it's nothing different for me. No. But, but uh, I, I, I remember you going to the movie theaters. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, but uh, lately you can't. Now, next week, two open that I kind of want to see. I want to see that Black Swan. Yeah. Uh, and I want to see the uh, Jim Carrey's gay movie. Oh, yeah. Penguin Poppers. Not Penguin Poppers. That's next year. <laughs> this one is uh, I Love You, Philip Morris, Morris. or something. Yes, yes. Philip Morris. Uh, by the way, I'm looking here. Page six. Oh. Our good friend Alexis Stewart. Shouldn't this be on page five then? Uh, oh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to do a page five. Guess who's on page six? <laughs> Alexis Stewart from uh, Whatever Girls with Alexis and Jennifer. Uh, she's trying to have a baby and she's going to do it uh, on her own uh, via a surrogate. Oh. 
So somebody carries the baby. Uh, another guy brings in the sperm, gives it to the surrogate somehow. And I don't know what uh, Alexis's job is. I guess just sending an egg over there? I think so. I think that's what the gist of it. It's very strange. And this way you can have a baby. It can be your own, but you keep your belly nice and tight. And not, like, cut up. Mm-hmm. When when the baby gets some of the genes from the fucking surrogate mother or whatever? No, nothing from the surrogate mother, but you would from the surrogate father. What about our placenta? Isn't that it, a big, big a part of it? Not a big part of it at all. Oh, I don't know much. Uh, they definitely don't. If anyone asks her, why don't you use a donor egg? She she fires them. It's got to be her egg. <laughs> and this is what she said: A child is your legacy. What better thing can you do than life than put a really good person in the world who's going to make it a better place? Oh. And my mom's just desperate. She's wanted grandchildren forever. She's always like, for my birthday, I want you to be pregnant. <laughs> what? Uh, here's what I'm going to do. And I've never done this before anybody before. I'm willing to give, because these guys are great to us, whatever girls. Oh, yeah. My sperm, oh. along with Fez's egg. So it'll basically be um, a full tilt baby. And what would be great there, it could be somebody who very confidently has a panic attack. So that would be an amazing baby and a baby for everyone. Um, I'll shoot a memo out to Alexis so she knows this. this hand, great offer. hand walk it over. Hand walk it, okay. Hand walk it over. Right. But I don't know why this is page six before it made page five. This is something that my guys need to, you know, I have soldiers all over the streets here. I know that everything's going on. That newsroom has got to get on top of it. Um, here's one for page five. Jeremy Coleman uses the first, fourth urinal over every time. <gasps> every time? Even if there's no one in there, he uses fourth urinal over. Or if it's being used. Yeah. He'll stand behind that person and wait for Whoa, it. Whoa, that's, that's... Even so if it's the only urinal being used. Strange behavior, Jeremy Coleman. I can understand that. Hey! There he is. Uh, by the way, put this in, page five. Okay. Fez doesn't like dogs. Got it. Fez hates dogs. And also put where it is, where it is, that Hicks is scribing down most of the things that Fez, that Ron says for page five. What? Whoa, I'm not going to release that. I don't want to get you know, known or whatever. I just like I'll be behind, I'll be behind the scenes. Also put down for page five okay. the fact that the kid said to me, I think things have been going downhill between us, and I want to change that. Okay. Oh. I'll put that's a positive step. I've given him the opportunity that we'll still give him full grades, A's, even if he doesn't fin finish his term out. I saw that. I'm glad we didn't leap ahead. Earlier this year when his name came up. I'm glad we waited. Boy, see, this is the thing that you don't get online that you do get in a newspaper. Just that ability to just sit and go through the paper slowly. <laughs> hmm. Author channels my cousin Vinny on Nation. That's good. Good old post. Yeah. Google TV in trouble one month in. <laughs> Bauer stock Snoop rehired. I don't even know what that means. Me neither, but there's a Snoop. He's rehired. Just in time. Oh, Jesus. 
Bugs beset Spider-Man on stage. Yeah, that Spider-Man thing's going to fail miserably. It's really funny. I, I definitely want to see it. I want to take you to see it before <laughs> oh, it's done. Okay. All right. I guess I'll go see that, sure. A lot of uh, people left getting caught dangling on ropes over the uh, stage in the audience. Is that real or a joke? No, that That's was real. real. Um, the Green Goblin got stuck out there. Spider-Man got stuck. I think uh, maybe Mary Jane Parker did. And then a giant spider they created got stuck. Too. That's who it was, yeah. It's a clusterfuck. Fuck Bono. <laughs> you don't like the Bono? No, he's a, kind of a dick. What do you well, think he's a dick for fucking helping poor people? Oh, he's self-important. Yeah, sure, I know he's helping a lot of people. Sure, actually, I read something where his uh, his foundation it doesn't even give money to help people. It just it just creates awareness. It's like ninety percent of the fucking their profits just go to paying people. None, none of it goes to helping these poor bastards. Sure, his awareness raised, but you think some of those fucking I like to be aware of people that are starving. Well, how about a fucking cheeseburger for some of these poor bastards? Who are you, Kinnison? Oh. Are you gonna yell out "Move to where the food is"? No, I'm just I got say fucking cable too, Hicks. <laughs> sure, I saw that uh, the, the special a couple weeks ago. Did you cry? I got a little, a little why emotional. Wouldn't you why wouldn't you watch the friendly boots? You know, I've sent I sent when I saw the friendly boots, the doc out, and I'll bring this up to G Baby. Is he here yet? No, not yet. Was he arrive exactly on time? I guess so. The friendly boots doc on HBO, directed by Marty Scorsese. Is my favorite film this year. So far. Wow, That's and it's crazy. just a talking head. Whatever. And uh, I sent this out to everyone that I know. I said, "Watch this." Oh, I heard back from a couple of people. I heard back from Ken from Portland. He goes, uh, "If I'm watching this, and it's anything like Scorsese's latest films, and at the end of it, a rat is crawling across the table, I'm canceling my HBO." And I'm like, this is the cynical, ironic, hip world that I live in now. Yeah. It's a big part of the world now. But I don't have HBO. I'm waiting, to, waiting for the bootleg. On my you, bootleg you site, it's not up. everything else. It's on fucking demand. It should be out I don't there. have on, I don't have cable. Don't you have Netflix? No. <laughs> Fez, did you watch it? No, I did not see it. What is this thing when I give this mass alert, let's all watch something. Do I? The only person I can cat on around here, and this is true... Kathleen from the Bronx. Kathleen from the Bronx not only watched it, but sent me back a detailed review, critical oh. review, which I was very happy to get. You can count on me, though, Ron. But that is it for me from now on. No more mass emails. Oh. I'm done with y'all. Don't say that. Please. You know what? Because you said please, there's going to be one more mass email. All right. That's it. That'll be the end of it. All right, cool. Uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes... Uh, Sign. Maybe we ought to play the song. We never play the weary kind. So people that really don't know Ryan Bingham, but um, going up on this, uh, this is the beginning of it all. And let me give credit where it's credits due, our own Fez Watley, because when I do an interview with someone, over the past twelve months, Fez says, "Could you sign this?" And the people always say. Who do I make it out to? And Fez says, no one, because we're going to give this to a listener. Now, name another show who does that. Fucking none. Yeah. I don't know all the Catholic shows, but Fuck apparently there's a nun show that does it. But Fez Whatley does that for you. And 
let's listen to a little Ryan Bingham. This is his song. What's it called? The Weary Kind? The Weary Kind. The Weary Kind. He has signed this for you.
hops on the loose You rolled them sevens with nothing to lose This ain't no place for the weary All right, there it is. We're giving that out signed today. Now, remember, when you send this in, it's got to have the hashtag that has, like, that little uh, pound thing. And then S-S-H-U-A-S at the end of your answer, uh, which we'll probably put that up so that people can uh, be able to do that. And it's got to be, of course, at 202 friend with that. So if you go to 202 Friends, they will show you uh, that it's up uh, and the the rules are up. Um, who we have been playing each other today? It's going to be Rustin against not Rustin? Rustin against not Rustin. Um, here is uh, here's Paul. Paul, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I just caught Crazy Heart for the, for the first time this weekend and... Uh, I just thought it was an awesome movie and that I'm really excited about this new Coen Brothers coming out with Jeff Bridges starring in that. I don't know what you waited uh, all year for because when Jeff Bridges does something, I try to get out there. I'm very excited about Jeff Bridges' Tron going out <laughs> at the same time Hell yeah. as True Grit. And uh, somebody was telling me the other day, why do they rip everything off? What's with the True Grit? I go, you're not even going to recognize this True Grit <laughs> against the John Wayne True Grit. And let's be honest here. The John Wayne True Grit is not the fucking Godfather. No one ever sits around going, oh, that was such a great movie. It was just John Wayne running around doing John Wayne shit. We're glad to have it, <laughs> but you got 90 other fucking John Wayne movies where he's running around doing yeah. John Wayne shit. I cannot wait for this thing. It's going to be so fucking awesome. Um, and Tron, too. It's going to be it's gonna be the shit. Jeff Bridges' Christmas. Yeah. Um, all right, so make sure you go over to 202 Friends and check out the hashtag thing. That you've got to bring up. Of course, it means search, search, hurry up and search. Uh, we should have Fez announce these things on the air in the future as the rules. Since I'm not, you know, I'm in the middle of doing all this other stuff. Um, but let's bring the kids in here. Now, you're excited about the new Gwyneth Paltrow you were telling me. Oh, Jesus H. Christ. Country Strong well, is the name yeah, of it. Country Strong. It's... It's Crazy Heart, but with fucking her in it. There's a younger person. Yeah. She's writing songs for them, and she's a country singer. She gets out of rehab. I mean, what the fuck? You gotta get your crew, <laughs> your country strong where you can. Basically. I'm at Coldplay, you know it's true. It's so frustrating. Is it frustrating to you, or you just take Coldplay so... Much that you're mean to Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, a little bit of both. I mean, that's just that's the base, right? But then when she comes Wait, out... What is her name? Gwyneth Paltrow? I called her Paltry. <laughs> and then I sat here and went, she's not a chicken. I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh, Rustin, you going to Country Strong? Uh, country Strong, oh yeah. For sure. I think I think she's got it. I think this new album's going to be good stuff. I'm excited your, your about Your stepmom's it. in it, right? Playing the the role? Yeah, country I think strong. so. Yeah. Maybe backup character. Stand in. Yeah, stand you and your brother stop talking about Jesus in a bad way, especially in front of my real children, the loved ones. <laughs> yeah, it's all what was not said. It's in between the lines. Your dad left his Jesus sperm in me. Your dad left his Jesus sperm deep in me. I don't even know if that oh. was between the lines. That's um, not Draft House is in here today, and not Draft House is actually the best 
in the back of the house. He's fucking blowing it up. The kid's fucking really, I love him. But you don't like to be on air. Uh, not quite, no. <laughs> Why do you want to be on ra in radio? I like the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um. Why? Everyone hates the behind-the-scenes stuff. <laughs> That's the worst stuff you could do. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I feel more comfortable back there, I guess. What kind of background that you have in life? Did you ever say, I'd like to be the equipment manager for the baseball team? You're one of those guys? Well, I'm, the ba I'm a bassist, so that kind of fits into oh, it. Oh, bassist. <laughs> yeah. So you turn around and look at the drummer while the show's going on. You don't even pay attention. That's exactly what I do. Audience. I could probably pull photos of me just doing exactly that. Who's your favorite bassist all time? All time? Yeah. Uh, it's tough. I mean, initially I was like, it's a Cliff Burton who's a Metallica bassist, and then, but then you know, I get into like Motown, I hear James Jamerson, and I hear all that stuff too. Uh, and then, I mean, it's uh, it's all over. I mean, they can like Larry Graham and no, all these let people. Me, let me just say, even if he knows the name James Jamerson, knows that he really does like. That. Oh yeah, he loves. He's he's, he's great. Because he's fucking awesome. That name <laughs> is. Not known except not for all. everyone who's a musician, and then they oh love yeah, and then I mean especially uh, like I, I knew it was like the one band that did all the songs, and then you see that standing in the shadows of a yeah. Motown documentary, and that was just that changed everything. We that had was those guys incredible. On the show, right? Oh, the Funk Brothers. Yeah, when we were in New York, and then they also said we want you to. He, we got along really great when they said I'll come up to our rehearsal. They take us up to the Apollo in Harlem. We go up there, and it's just us and them. And they're playing those fucking tunes. Yeah, they're incredible. And we're just standing next to them. And I turn around, like, Earl, I'm looking at Earl. There's fucking tears just coming down. <laughs> we were just like, that's a really good song you're playing. I mean, it's it was fucking crazy to be with those guys. Yeah, I mean, the special features on that DVD, they have such great, such great footage and stuff like that. And it's just, I, it's, I don't know, it's just so impressive. And, you know, the whole story is just, it makes such a great documentary. That's why you belong in front. You shouldn't be in the back. You should be in the front, and that fucking backstabbing little prick should be in the back. <laughs> All right, let's. You like that kid? <laughs> Greg and I uh, are a team. All right, uh, let's play. Search, search, hurry up and search. You each uh, ready to go down? I'm ready. Guess so. Sure. Yeah, I got Google up. What do you mean? You guess so. Do you wish that you were off the air doing this? No, I'm fine. I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> All right. If you guys are ready, uh, we're going to get this thing going. And play a little bit of the search, 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 up and search sounder, so I haven't heard it. What year was Jerry Mathers born? Search, search, hurry up and search! How many stripes are on the Harlem Globetrotters' shorts? Search, search, hurry up and search! What's the annual rainfall in Cairo? Search, search, hurry up and search! It's everyone's favorite game show! Search, search, hurry up and search! 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 <laughs> Alright, here we go, boys. It's just simple. Just give us first person to give us this answer. Who led baseball's National League in doubles in 1958? Easy one for the first prize. Who led baseball's National League in doubles in 1958? Search, search, hurry up and search, 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 hurry up Orlando Cepeda? No, got Francisco. it. I didn't, uh, he didn't say got it. Got it. There's the answer. Let's Shit. see. Orlando Cepeda. Duh. There it is. There's Fuck. the answer. Oh, shit. That's simple. 
the intern of the year. You know, at one time, <laughs> Rustin, greatest intern we ever had. Now, can't even pick up intern of the semester. Oh. I, I thought there were, this was like Jeopardy. You have to say who is. If he left early, I was willing to. And thanks for not knowing the own game, the one that you're playing. Uh, if he left early, I was willing to give him all passing grades. <laughs> but I can't guarantee that he will pass at all. If he stays full semester. Oh, well, maybe he'll finish fucking incredibly strong. I have faith in Rustin still. Draft house, rather. Thanks, Hicks. So you're against me, too, then? I'm right? never against you, Ron Bangton. Then why would you say those things? No, I'm not against you. By the way, I heard from my best friend, uh, Miguel, uh, who is, of course, Mikey background. Now, he's a great drummer right now. He's playing with, I forget whose album he's playing on. One of the Ramones. One of those, yeah, CJ one of the, Ramone, I think. CJ Ramone, yes. CJ. Um, thanks, guys. <laughs> Always there for me. Uh, he's playing on that album. So if you ever want to be in a band, he'd be perfect for you. <laughs> sure. He saw a screening of True Grit. He goes, this 13-year-old actress, Haley, was amazing. You will not be disappointed. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for her to get revenge on those bastards. <laughs> don't ruin it for everybody. It's just some revenge going on, that's all. I'm <laughs> yeah, not but I know, but I don't want you to ruin it all. Details. Because uh, I don't know where you go with this. Jeff Bridges has an eye patch. That's just badass looking. And Josh Brolin's being a fucking villain again. I love it. We're doing this the entire month. This is where we, we go and play the promos in the future. Uh, we'll announce the, uh, the winners here pretty, pretty quickly on search, search, hurry up and search. But you got to go over to 202 Friends. We've got some great prizes should we tell people what we're giving out tomorrow or are we keeping the secret on a daily basis and letting them know every day i think we should let them know every day well let's only do this then only let them know from 202 friends okay so you got to be following 202 friends but tomorrow is uh it's going to be i'll just say it. it's annie lennox <laughs> <laughs> Despite everything. And that's the last time I'm going to tell you that. All right. But All I'm right. very, very proud of that. I hope they fucking enjoyed that little teaser. Yeah, I hope they did. Thank you. Come on. And at least one prize a day. Be sure you're checking 202 Friends on Twitter. Following so that you get ready and get your answer in. All through the month of December. Every day. Something great will be given away. Like today, the DVD signed by Academy Award winner Ryan Bingham. You got me shaking, Fez. My hand's shaking from that beautiful read you just did. You know what it was? The emotion you put into it. The emotion that you put into that, it pulled the emotion out of me. Phenomenal. So uh, make sure you are staying up on it. Now, of course, tomorrow is the tree lighting. Annie Lennox is going to be part of that. So what do we do? A tie-in. That's the beauty of the Ryan and Fez show. There are constant tie-ins. Now, I don't know whether you are familiar with a young comedian by the name of Adam Sandler, mm -hmm. and he did a, uh, a movie called The Grown-Ups, where he brought all his buddies back together. Yep. And the movie got a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, American turn said, let's go out. This movie that I think costs, I think, $6 to make, made $160 million. So... Uh, all the guys, all the buddies that got together, Adam Sandler not only was the star of the movie, produced it, then brought his pals in. They all woke up this week, go outside, look into their driveways. 
there's a $200,000 Maserati oh. that he just gave them as a present each. This is how successful this film was. Just thank you. Here's you know $2 million for the cars. Hey, we all made a bad movie together. <laughs> and, and the movie should have been called How Can Five Funny Guys Make an Unfunny Movie? And it was one of those things where I'm like, hey, it's time to go to sleep. I didn't see this at the theater. Yeah. I didn't get the DVD, but here it is on on demand. Hey, let's rent it. We'll ha at least have See a couple happens. laps. Come on. I ended up walking out on it. And, Wait, in your home? Yeah. I, I left, went to a diner, got a cup of coffee, had Jesus. a smoke, looked at the watch, finally said it should be over, and I went back. But it really is bad. But it's got me thinking, like, how is this Adam Sandler, everything he touches is gold. It's crazy. As long as he makes an Adam Sandler. Well, yeah, if, it's, if he's him, it's fucking right. gonna, it's gonna If he fun. tries to step out and go, I want to do something different. P.T. Anderson has asked me to do this. Punch drunk. Yeah, nobody shows up. <laughs> you know, nobody wants any part of it. But if he does the Adam Sandler type film, now there's a trailer up right now, if you can find it, not Draft House. Uh, because Fez, you said uh, this is going to be his problem. He's up against box office jinx. Right, yeah, he's uh, the next film co-starring with Jennifer Aniston, who is not exactly uh, Buffa with the box office. Um, so what were you saying is going to happen? I'm thinking Jennifer Aniston brings Adam Sandler down. Instead of her being brought up to his level, box office hit, I think this brings Adam Sandler down. Well, what is this film going to gross? Um, it'll prob it's, I'll say 65 million altogether. Alright, so, you think 65 million for a 20 million dollar film is a bomb? Well, it's not gonna hit a hundred, it's not gonna be competing with other Adam Sandler films. It's gonna be the worst draw of his life, of his career. Um, alright, so, what, so 65 million, he's done things that have not, made 65 million but let's watch the trailer first every guy is an actor <laughs> and this this may sound is Danny's. but for years i've pretended to be married my wife beats me in front of my kids <gasps> no i know how wrong it is but there's no strings attached and nobody gets hurt once we got married i thought she'd stop hooking can you put this wedding van on a true heart that's what it feels like i swear to god i could see myself ending up with this girl did you say what i think you just said how about I take your number and you can take me out on a proper date? I got a business card in my pocket. What's this? A circle? Oh. Just tell her the truth. Well, let me practice. You'd be her. Oh, good. Okay, hold on. Anyways, um, I, I wear this fake wedding ring. You're a pig. I, uh... Just tell her you're getting a divorce. It's over. We're gonna sign the papers in a couple of days and... Okay, I just need to hear it from her. You want to... What, what do you mean? I need to meet her. How about if she texts you? Would that be good? I cannot believe I'm doing this. I want to create the illusion I had a hot first wife. Not you know this. Okay, come on, let's go. Is that her? Hello, boring. Why are you wearing that? I'm just uh, playing the part. I give you my blessing. I have to tweet to all my friends. <laughs> oh, gosh, I forgot. You're 15. Ow! Did you just kick me? No. Did you? Did you kicked her? Why'd you <laughs> kick her? 
from Columbia Pictures. Hello, honey, you know how I feel about you selling your brother's stuff on eBay. Hey, 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 no, no, take that in the car. You would think you have kids? We have sort of a little bit of a little bit of children, right? Adam Sandler. Let's do it! Jennifer Aniston. My kids? Have you completely lost your mind? My pride and joy. Kiki D. And Mark. Hi, you guys. Oh! Ah! Someone put his pee-pee on my face! He put his face on my pee-pee! Danny! Just go with it. Yeah, I created a fake family for that. Give me some fake hugs right now and laugh real loud. <laughs> Well, it looks exactly like an Adam Sandler movie. Uh, Fez says it's going to be a flop at $65 million. But let's go over Adam's uh, career here. The last film he made, uh, Grown Ups, uh, $162 million. Uh, the film before that, Funny People, which he did with Judd Apatow, only made... $51 million. That, of course, had get, uh, cancer in it. Uh, his film yeah. before that, don't, uh, Bedtime Stories, $110 million. Uh, You Don't Mess With the Zohan, which no one can even understand what it's about, <laughs> made $100 million. Before that, I now pronounce you uh, Chuck and Larry, $120 million. Rain Over Me, depressing, scary 9-11 movie, $19 million. Oh. Uh, before that, uh, Click... 137 million. Before that, The Longest Yard, 130, 158 million. Before that, Spanglish. Oh, what's happened? There's a little darkness. This 42 million. Uh, before that, 50 First Dates, 120 million. Anger wow. Management, 135 million. Uh, Punch Drunk Love. Before that, 17 million. <laughs> before that, Mr. Deeds, 126. So the only time it looks like he's ever had something that fell off, because Big Daddy, 163, Waterboy, 161, the only kind of Adam Sandler movie that didn't do real well was Little Nicky. Out of like, what did I just mention, about 12 yeah. different Adam Sandler movies. Huge fucking hits. Gigantic hits, where, quite frankly, he kind of plays the same part. Yeah. <laughs> same guys are in it, same kind of jokes. And the people show up in droves. Not Draft House. You go see these films at all? Um, I'm trying to think the last Sandler movie I saw in the. I see, actually, I did see Funny People, and I didn't really like it that much. But, it's uh, very funny that you'll never run into people who will say, hey, I go to see a lot of Adam Sandler movies, and I really like it. Fifty First States was the best, yeah. man. It's almost you like not? you never fucking talk to people who go and eat at Chili's, <laughs> and yet for somehow there's a line of Chili's. <laughs> but if you ever say to people, they'll go, no, I never ate at Chili's. I don't even know what that place is. Um, let's go over here to, uh, here's Andrew. Andrew, you're on Run Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, Jennifer Aniston did the same exact movie uh, with Jay Moore, except she played the married person, a pretend married person. Well, this comes up for some reason in a lot of these kind of movies where people tend to be, they lie to the people that they supposedly like. Oh, yeah. So they're just constantly lying. Now, um, Fez, you've got her down as box office poison. Right. But she's actually been in bigger movies than him. Um, that movie that she did with Jim Carrey. Uh, Marley and Me. 
No, no not Bruce Falcon. Almighty. This is some kind of God movie. I now yeah, Bruce Almighty, yeah. Yeah, now pronounce you Chuck and God, I think was the name of it. Uh, made $242 million. Um, here's a weird one. He's just not in, that into you, which looks pretty terrible. Made $93 million. Marley and Me made $143 million. The Breakup, $118 million. And then Bruce Almighty was her other giant hit. And she was in Along Came Polly, which made $88 million. Um, so she's not exactly poison, but she's also, she's not as big as a star uh, as Adam Sandler. Anthony, you're on the Run of Fish show. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Yeah. Uh, so my wife and I rented Grown Ups over the weekend, and it might have been one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. It was pretty much... Let's stick Adam Sandler and his friends in a movie, and you know people will come see it. It really it made no sense. To but here's wasn't. what I don't understand: if you would have just taken that thing, and that those four guys or five guys sitting there, telling funny stories about each other, you probably would have had a hysterical thing. You can't have Chris Rock around for an hour and a half and not have it be funny. So I don't understand how you can make a bad movie, and yet people still showed up to see it. Here's who I want to uh, hear from. People who go to Adam Sandler movies, I want to see what the draw is. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, I want to know why people... Thanks for getting up from your seat and doing that, Hicks. That was very big of you. The show's important to you, isn't it? I like coming here. Yeah. But enjoy it. Enjoy it while we can. You don't see these movies at all. Uh, no, I stopped after uh, Wedding Singer. But Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, obviously. I'll watch that whenever I, it's fucking on. That's very funny. I'll do the same thing there, too. Love those I movies. will go back and watch <laughs> the Happy Gilmore, especially, and also the Billy Madison. But then there's the thing of, you just got it, and like now I understand it. You know, like I <laughs> yeah. don't need any more of this type yeah, of thing. It, yeah. And yet, they... Those movies didn't make as much as the movie is making today. Oh, no, I made dick. But all these movies make a lot of money. People are going to see them time and time again. And then people are saying, boy, is this falling off. No, it <laughs> hasn't fallen off. It's still there. Uh, Lou, you're on Run Fez. Hey, what's going on? Listen, when I, when I get a good buzz on, when I smoke a joint or two and go see a Sandler movie, I laugh off my ass. All right, so it helps if you're smoking weed. Yes, listen, also, go see Casino Jack, the best Kevin Spacey movie ever, and Barry Pepper's in it, and he is in True Grit also, and he is unbelievable. He's better than Kevin Spacey. It's amazing. Uh, Casino Jack, I thought that was going to be on HBO. Uh, I think it was uh, the no, no. It's about the, um, the corruption and uh, the government corruption, right? All right, I'm going to go see it tonight, then, because i got to go see some films. Drew, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. I love Adam Sandler movies. Now, granted, I don't go to the theater to see him, but I I can't turn off an Adam Sandler movie if it's on uh, TV. Uh, what are your fa what's your favorite, Drew? Waterboy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm from Louisiana. Yeah, I picked know. that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's your all-time fun. Waterboy funny to you? Uh, that's when that was the bad times. Come on, water sucks. <laughs> it really, really sucks. Uh, yeah, and look, there's there's some terrible Adam Sandler movies, granted, but but like Grandma's Boy, I don't know if if he, you know, he just all his actors it. were in that. Oh, oh yeah, all of his buddies were in that movie too. Yeah, and that cracks me up. I I cannot turn it off when it comes on. All right, eight six six run zero fez, eight six six run zero fez. 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 Eight six six run zero
866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, talking about Adam Sandler, who is a giant movie star and has been for almost 20 years. Jesus. And phenomenal how much money these films make. Now, if you ever talk about, even if you looked at the people in that last movie that was in, and you said who was the funny ones, funniest one, I don't think anyone in life would pick Adam Sandler over Chris Rock. No. And yet, Chris Rock can't have a movie hit to save his life. Oh, it's just it's always, bomb. yeah, <laughs> it's always about Adam Sandler. There's something the guy has. Um, here is Jed. Jed, you're on my face. Yeah, hey, Hicks, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, you got to check out Zohan, no. man. That movie is one of the best Adam Sandler movies ever. I can't believe Pure that. classic Sandler fashion. What did you love about it? Does he go back to school? Oh, it's just, no, no. It's just, uh, it's comical. I mean, it's uh, it's a little bit different than all of his other movies, but uh, I, I can't explain uh, it. It's just a great on. movie. While you're saying that, Jed, Jed, here's Larry in Jersey. Larry, what do you got? Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? Good. Uh, a couple years ago, my dad died, and uh, a few months afterwards, it was Father's Day, so we wanted to take, uh, take my mom to the movies to try and, you know, neither of us would think about the sadness. So a smart idea, uh, I took her to go see Zohan, and uh, within the first few minutes, Adam Sandler has a fish in his ass, and uh, the movie's based on an uh, Iranian dude having sex with people's moms. Uh, if I ever see Adam Sandler, I'm going to punch him in the face. God bless you. Um, now, when you, you disagree with that, Jed? Um, I think it's a pretty lighthearted film. I, I don't think he's attacking the Middle Eastern or anything. I just thought it was a great film, and... Uh, yeah, it's 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 just Sandler, man. It's, that's all you can say, Sandler. It is. Uh, hey, there's a remarkable consistency to it. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Mark, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Mark. Hello. Oh, Mark from Connecticut. Yeah, hey. Uh, I just wondering, Ronnie, you ever been a big fan of uh, Jerry Lewis? Because I kind of like the Adam Sandler thing. I I kind of don't really get it. Like he was on. Uh, I'm a local guy in New York, and there's this. Uh, Channel 11 PIX, and there was this promo for, like, an interview that they're going to be doing with Jerry Lewis, and the guy is, like, I mean, he's just, he's just whacked out of his mind. He's just a bizarre guy. I, I've never got it. Well, the Martin Lewis stuff I thought was really hysterical, but you also can't, you know, ask a guy who's, what, clo closing on 90 <laughs> to be the same guy he was when he was 20, because Jerry Lewis was a, a big star when he was, like, 20 years old. Um, Let's bring in G-Baby and Move it along and not just I'll watch, but make stuff happen. Adventure, Action. horror, western, crime, comedy, sci-fi, musical, war, pornography. And now the movie reviewer who's better than Polo, G-Baby. How was Nico put that together for us? Boy, is that terrible. Um... Here is uh, G-Baby. G-Baby, we were already in a conversation. Yep. Why is Adam Sandler such a gigantic movie star? I would go say this. Uh -huh. He's probably been a bigger and more consistent movie star in terms of what he's brought in than Bruce Willis. Recently, for sure, in the last like 15, 20 years, for sure. You know? That is not real. That's gigantic. No, I know, yeah. <laughs> you know, most comedians don't have a career that comes close to 20 years. I think he's just a brand now. You know, he's just been a brand where you know what you're going to get when you see one of his movies, and people people eat that stuff up. I mean, the last probably like five haven't been any good, but 
People don't care. People, people like familiarity. They don't care. No. Uh, and somehow, Sandler knows how to please these people yeah. in between the coasts. I don't know how he does it, though. Because, like you said, the last one, he has all these funny people with him. It wasn't a funny movie. Yet, it seems to touch on all the demographic. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. More women showed up at the last Adam Sandler movie than guys, which is crazy to me. For sure. I mean, yeah, I'm sure like Waterboy was, you know, 95% guys or something yeah. like that. You know? And for somehow now, he's, he's managed to turn this kind of a fake romantic comedy star, because they're not real romantic comedies, mm -hmm. yet they're somehow sweet. And women are loving him, and there's also gross jokes that go along. I mean, which is interesting is that, I mean, the last movie he did that was sort of something was Funny People, and nobody showed up. Nobody showed up for you it. You know, and it's not, a, I mean, it's an uneven movie, but at least he tried to do something different. If he tries to do anything different, they stay away. Punch, Spanglish. Punch Drunk. Punch Drunk. They stay away. The 9-11, they adored me. But rain Over Me or something yeah, like that. Rain yeah, Rain Over Me. They stay away. Hmm. They are brilliant when they were like, wait. Sandler's trying to do something different. They don't get mad at him. They just wait until he comes back with a funny voice. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like when he tries something different. He, like, Carrie, a bunch of those guys, they'll, they'll break off their thing, but once they go back to their bread and butters when they're actually successful. And then that goes to show you you're out of touch with the middle of America. Yeah, you true. don't know what they want. You sell yourself as a guy <laughs> who can read the pulse of the American public. I can read it. I just don't agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> you think that it's insane. Yeah. Uh, here's Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddies. Uh, yeah, I was a big uh, Adam Sandler fan, like like everyone was in high school with the Waterboys and the you know Happy sure. Gilmore's. Lost in the middle. Whoever likes that Zoan movie should be set on fire. That thing was garbage. But then the Funny People movie. They even tried to put guys like Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, Aziz Ansari, who are the new breed of you know funny people, and still nobody went to see it. But I would if you have it, if you saw it once, watch it again. It is an amazing movie. If well, you see, like here's it. The, here's the difference. That wasn't a normal Adam Sandler movie. He lets somebody else run the show. Yeah. And he does that occasionally. But he is, as a businessman, incredibly yeah. smart about how to get back to his audience. I mean, yeah, he runs, like, Happy Madison Productions. Right. right? So, like, a lot of those movies, like, all, like, the Schneider movies and stuff, you know, Grandma's Boy, these movies that sort of star his clique. Yeah. No, he's he's sort of. I'm sure he's not like doing hands-on work, but he knows what his audience wants and he gives it to him. And it's 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 literally it's just straight branding. It really is. And yet nobody else can pull this off. Most people would think to themselves, you know, everyone was you know treating Apatow like he was a genius because he did two or three of these movies yeah. in a row. But his is he's already seemed to lost his golden touch with knowing exactly what's next. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, he did. I'm trying to think. Well, he last movie directed was Funny People, and he's got another one coming out, I guess, next year that they don't really nobody knows anything about. But um, I trust Judd Apatow. I think he has, you know, he, he's he's smart enough, and he's putting out comedies that are, you know, they're sort of both. You maybe know? what you're saying is true, but look how many more hundred million dollar movies this Sandler has made. Oh yeah, and his movies. If my guys, if I was my guys, they'd be looking up the number of hundred million dollar movies. Rather than just watching, but it is a good view. It's a good view of the show. But it, I, I bet he's done over a dozen. I guarantee you, Bruce Willis hasn't had that kind of career. No. I guarantee you, people that are considered real movie stars. Because the weird thing is, a few years ago, about seven years ago, I was at Hooters uh, on a Sunday football game. Sandler comes in, sits down, watches the game. He's with all those same people. Yeah. And he's with his chicken and all, and they're all wearing stupid jerseys like the regular people. 
Everybody in the place treated him like a regular guy. Nobody went, holy shit, it's Adam Sandler. They're more like, hey, cool, there's Adam Sandler like from high school. Mm -hmm. People feel good about him. But he, he doesn't stop traffic. I think that's probably part of it, too, is that he, his persona is very relatable. You know, even like a Jim Carrey, when he was big, you know, in the mid-90s, he was this over-the-top kind of wacky guy. Right. Sandler, Sandler, he's not a straight man, you know, but he sort of keeps it, you know, down the middle unless the wackiness happened around him. Except for, you know, there's a roller that goes back and forth, but, you know. Yeah, sometimes he, he plays retarded, too. Though. No, that's true, too. But I'm saying that, that that's almost more relatable than, you know, uh, than some of these other the roles that they, people play. Bill, you're on yeah, I think it's all his niche going back to the opera singer in Saturday Night Live. If you take a group of people, 35 to 45, he's the one that came in big for that group of people and made it big from there. Yeah, we all get that. But everybody gets that opportunity that does that show. Why is him? I mean, he's had so many more hits than Dan Aykroyd, than Bill Murray. People that if you were ranking the, hey, who's your all-star Saturday Night Live, Sandler wouldn't make it. And if you, if you even read the SNL era, supposedly they asked him not to come back to Saturday mm. Night Live. That he wasn't exactly fired, but he wasn't invited back on. And I'm pretty sure that like his first movie, you know, like uh, Billy Madison, that wasn't really a big hit. No, I mean, it was okay. No. The first two didn't make over. Yeah. Uh, but it was home video and, and stoners watching those movies after the fact. Not only that, but his Thanksgiving song just won over a million downloads <laughs> this year. I mean, everything that, that he's yeah. ever done. Here is Ben. Ben, you're on Renifest. Hey, buddies. Who's the majority of people in a movie theater? Teenagers. They love his movies, and they change every five years. I thought 10 years ago, I was 15. I would watch every one of his movies. Now I haven't seen a movie since Mr. Deeds. Um, you, you say that, and yet... It would be bizarre if if eighteen year olds were still going to see movies made by a guy who's closing in on fifty. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. think they would have their own star. Um, Jason, you're on a fez. Hey, I know why everybody loves Adam Sandler. It's because no matter what kind of joke he throws in there, everyone's always going to laugh because he always has some type of physical humor. Just like everybody will laugh at a fart. Everybody you say that, but the movies are filled with people falling down and farting, and though they also don't exactly become hits, not as consistently as, like you said, we're going on a uh, 20-year career. Uh, He's had 11 over $100 million. Here's Angie. You're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Um, I was just wondering if you have happened to notice out of all of Adam Sandler's movies, he seems to have some kind of 80s music going on. Yeah, and it's his own scene. Like, he, like, you can see, like, he's like, I love this music. I grew up with it. No. So I'll put it in the, the films. And it certainly wouldn't be... There's nothing cool about it, and yet people relate oh, to it. Oh, it's fucking great, man. It's almost like anti-cool. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was just looking at the, the list that Fez had up, and I don't think it did 100, but like The Wedding Singer was probably one of his better movies, and that one isn't wacky, and it didn't over 100 million, you know? It's like... Uh, well, was that his, his first of the chick flick type things? Probably. It sounds like it would be, yeah, uh, because everything else before that was just like fucking Airheads and Billy Madison and... Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the list here. Yeah, that was pretty much his first, like, chick flick, and then he did... Uh, yeah, I was Water surprised when it guy. came out. I was like, what? It's not being crazy. It's not yeah. a weird situation. Yeah, and it's a period piece. It's but all he set still in the does the hair. 
Uh, yeah. That's and great. then the old lady is doing a rap. <laughs> I mean, it's still yeah, it's... his type of thing. Um, I yeah, like, that was his first big hit, though. First hit. Looking at Fez has a, a page up with all his movies. Five, six, twenty-five, thirty-eight, twenty-one. Wedding Singer did eighty million. Then Waterboy blew him up. It was one hundred six. Right, but if you notice, they kind of were building. Yeah, and you know, Happy uh, Billy Madison only did twenty-five. Yeah, uh, Gilmore insane. got thirty-eight. The, but those things. If I was be honest about it, I remember seeing that on, um, you know, DVD or uh -huh. videotape probably, yeah. at the time. Um, yeah, I remember seeing Airheads in the theater. That was like his first starring role. But I was probably one of three people who actually saw that. In the yeah, and that that wasn't a Sandler film. I mean, no, it was, was, a, it was somebody else's. It film. was a Brendan Fraser movie. That was yeah. That was in the uh, Fraser era. Sure, uh, which he, he yes, just had a Kramer, a movie. Uh, well, something br uh, open up on Broadway, Brendan Fraser, and it was closing as he was taking the curtain call. <laughs> Literally, as they were bringing down the curtain, they started just striking the set at the same time. <laughs> Chad, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, I just wanted to tell you, uh, I'm 32, and I think what happened was is his comedy CD came out with the turkey song and everything else, and that's what really first got There's me. There's a down. lot to be said oh, for that. Huge, yeah. his, his DVDs and CDs... Yeah, uh, built this thing and people have stuck with them. Yeah, they're all gonna laugh at you and what the hell happened to me or something like that. Yeah. With two albums, I remember when I was in like eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> he did all those skits like Toll Booth Willie and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah it's classic. Yeah, all like this. <laughs> 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 all right, we've talked enough about Sandler. You're here, G Baby, to talk about big Hollywood movies, doing big Hollywood shit. I'm trying. You got your finger on the pulse of everything that's happening out there. I guess I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep up on everything. Why aren't you writing for the Hollywood Reporter? What's uh, the hold up there? Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a, uh, even though I'm working on like a good site and everything like that right now, it's uh, those jobs are insane, insanely competitive, like unbelievable. Is it really? Oh yeah, it's it's impossible. The people who work there now, actually, it's funny. I actually know the lady who edits it. She used to write, edit Us Weekly when I was there. I, should, I keep saying I should email her because she liked me when I was an intern. I'd be like, hey, what's up? Can I work in the mail? So it's always been about entertainment news for you. Oh yeah, I was talking about it with. Uh, I went to had dinner with Jane's parents yesterday, and they're asking me, you know. Why do you have a name drop like that? What I know, about right? The Hollywood guys. Sorry. Name dropping James everybody, everybody knows that. <laughs> exactly. They, uh, and they asked me, you know, if you always want to do this. And I literally have a videotape of me in second grade saying I wanted to be a film critic. Which, it's like, and I can't Not find it. I don't even want to make film. I want to watch film. Film critic. I wanted to get paid to watch down. movies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I never really wanted to make movies. You know, I, I always just wanted to get paid to watch movies. What is it about your, your opinion that you think is so damn good? What I, is it about you that you're like, what I, if I give the thumbs up or down, that's the final? I think it's because I've I seen, you know, maybe not more than you or something like that, but I've, I, I've studied it. I've been watching movies, you know, for as long as I can remember. I see like 150 movies a year. I have a better, you know, you know concept of what, you know, what is good and what is not. If you see like 10 movies a year, you know, you don't know what the really good movies are. You don't know what the really bad movies are. You might, you might not. I think it, it's just a consistent... You know, just like always researching, always wanting more information, always seeing stuff and studying it and talking to people and just living right. it. I made a list of all the films I've seen in my life. And I wrote up okay. nine. Wow. I've only seen nine and one of them on the waterfront I saw twice. Oh, that's nice. Oh. But Good I, I think this is interesting and I forget who I was talking to, one, some film critic. Mm -hmm. And the TV shows you have to see everything that comes out. Yeah. And 
gives your thumb up. Or Oh, it was the woman that used to come in and do the show. With Alison Bales? Alison Bales, the very beautiful yeah. Alison Bales. And at 12 movies a week or 14 movies a week, I would quit. I could not sit there and watch 12 bad movies. Yeah. On any given week. Yeah. When I was in high school, um, I like you know emailed my like local film critic and was like, hey, can I like you know meet up and talk to you? And he, he's like, come into the city, we'll do movie day. And I remember seeing like three movies in a day, and just being like, and that was when I sort of realized being a film critic is awesome, but seeing like three movies a day by yourself in a theater, and then having and then they all sort of run together, uh, it's really lonely. And that's why I was like, that's fun, but it's more about getting out there and like visiting sets and sort of trying to do that kind of thing right. which is a lot more fun but i mean re reviewing movies is awesome but see i but think it was it, it, it's more important to like find some great movie and champion it mm. or find some movie that's going to be that people think is one thing and and you know going the other direction on it you know this is fascist bullshit <laughs> but to just give 12 or 14 thumbs ups or downs i don't even see that as criticism yeah anymore now, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, and, and that's sort of what I like about what I do right now. I mean, I, there's, there's like the pay is garbage. You can't really live on it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I get to pick and choose what I want, what I want to see, what I want to write about. I'm not, you know, uh, required to write about every single thing. I'm not, you know, so I can go and see whatever I want. And then I'm like, ooh, uh, you know, the King's speech was really good. I'm going to write a review for that. Or mm -hmm. people want to know about the fighter. I'll, 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 I'll write a review of that. But if I'm going to see, like, Skyline just because I want to see it, and it was terrible. I'll just, you know, whatever. I don't have to mention it. When people look back on this era yeah. and go, this is what they were into then, right? What are they going to be talking about? Um, what, you, which era? You mean like the 90s? Right like, now is where we are mm -hmm. today. If they said, oh, back there in 10 going into 11, yeah. that was the time of what? 3D. And it's, it's, it's all about 3D. It's all, I mean, yeah. I mean, and it sort of had a downturn a little bit early in the year. Avatar sort of brought it up, you know, last year. Then all these movies came out that didn't do it that well, but as you know, as Avatar was sort of hitting, it was all these movies that are coming out next year were all in production, and they're like, "Oh, we're shooting in 3D, we're shooting in 3D." And then as they're shooting these movies in 3D, your uh, your Captain Americas, your Transformers, you know, all this stuff that's coming out next summer, the 3D started get, started getting the bad press. So we don't know whether we're even going to stick with 3D or not. I think no, I think it's going to be here for a while. I think it maybe not be as as prevalent. I think this next summer is like going to be like insane. I think this year. There's something like 30 movies, 3D movies coming out, mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's almost one a week. I mean, it's one every two weeks. I'm uh, so excited this Friday. I'm going to see The Black Swan in 3D. And it's surprising. <laughs> that Darren Aronofsky would choose that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess it's the move to make. Yeah. No, um, that's what I'm more interested in is also some of the bigger uh, filmmakers starting to get into it. Uh, Spielberg's movie next year coming out. The Tintin movie is going to be 3D. Scorsese shooting a 3D movie right now. Uh, and, that, and that one's not animated. The other one is. Spielberg. What's Scorsese is he doing this stuff? It's called uh, Hugo Cabaret or something like that. It's yeah. a kids movie. It, it's starring kids, but it's based, but it's like a base, and it's based on a kids book. But it's not like Sasha Baron Cohen is in it. The girl who played Hit Girl is in it. Uh, he's shooting in London. He's, shooting he's doing constant stuff. By the way, yeah. I thought the best movie this year was made by him, and that's that friend Leibowitz doc that I saw the other night on oh. HBO. I, I laughed like it. a little girl. Oh yeah. Well, I laughed like a smart little girl. Like <laughs> a little girl who was educated. And, <laughs> Knew the streets a little bit. And I didn't even know. smoke I'm... inside. Uh, yeah, it, it's really funny. You're a Scorsese fan? Oh, yeah. He sits in front of Leibowitz for two and a half hours and just does this <laughs> giggle, this silent laugh. And I like anyone who, who it seems like their laugh hurts. It's always my favorite kind of laugher. And they're like, oh, please, because my laugh hurts. And I will tell people if they get me rolling, stop it. Seriously, don't <laughs> fucking just stop. 
Why not? Come I, on. It hurts a little bit. Well, you've never gotten me laughing. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I love scenes when when Shutter Island came out earlier in the year, uh, which you know was a pretty decent, okay Scorsese movie. It was like I saw him talk a couple times, and he's one of those guys that you just like, oh my gosh, I could listen to him talk for hours because he's so smart. And he knows so much, and he. You know, you didn't talk about somebody whose opinion matters. That, that well, guy. Here's what kills me about <laughs> him. He makes the mistake of, like, when I, I went to see him here in the city talk about film. Mm -hmm. And he makes the mistake of thinking, we know him as much about film <laughs> oh, God, as exactly. he is. Uh, we like film as much as, because I like film, but not as much as him. He nope. just likes it more. Yes. And two, understand the hell, what the hell he's talking about that made one particular scene in some 1956 film, the other thing works so well yeah oh it's unbelievable yeah he's unreal like but i guess you know when i'm talking about i wanted to like write about movies when i was in second grade when he was that old he was going to see like eight movies a day and now he's he's really like a big proponent of like film preservation right that's his big thing and uh which you know is important it's, it's something that we don't have to deal with now because everything's sort of digital in la do you start are people cynical about film or i mean or is it all business it's it's, it's a lot of business. It's funny, like um, when my friends come out and they're like uh, just talking about like you know what's social, what's cool in L.A. and and like people go out like out out drinking, partying early in the week, like Monday through Wednesday, mm -hmm. because Friday Saturday they're at the movies. Right. You know everybody, not everybody, but you know a decent percentage goes out to see what's up, see what's new. It is very business like, and uh, but I think people are fans. And you can any restaurant you go to, like you sit around and you hear about you know, box office grosses and whatever, right. just people mumbling and you hear and you know oh my my agent said this, it's like yeah it's you have to really like it to live there. It's, right. it's pretty incredible. So but you never get burnt on it. It's uh, still enjoyable to you. Yeah, I mean it's only, I've only been there like a year and a half now, but yeah I love it. I love it to death. I love just sitting on like the street waiting for a movie and having people just chatting up conversations about whatever. Though right. some people are terribly annoying. Here's Brian in New Mexico. You're on my face. Hey. Uh... I was going to ask this guy, um, who are his uh, some of his favorite critics? Like, I think the guy Noel Murray from The Onion is a is a really smart uh, television and film critic. Um, who do you like to read? Who do you think is really smart? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I still read a lot. I still read Ebert. I just love Ebert. Um, he's amazingly writing more stuff now that he's in this he can't place, speak, yeah. and he's so involved in. You know the internet and battling back and forth with people and some political stuff, but he has become this kind of interesting. He's one of the few things on Twitter that you're like, oh, well, he's given me a couple of places to go yeah. that makes sense. And what I like about him too is that he's he's very old school. He's got he's seen a million films. Right. He's incredibly well educated, but he also is adapting this like sort of new sort of way of thinking. Like when you talk about also you know film critics, I, I read like uh, Entertainment Weekly, so I read like Schwartzbaum and Gleiberman. Uh -huh. But really, what I read a lot of now is the internet guys that like are sort of you know my peers. Uh, there's a guy named uh, Devin Faraci who writes for his white, a site called uh, Badass Digest, and he's an incredible film critic. Uh, Drew McQueenie, he used to be a Moriarty on Ain't Cool News. Okay. Uh, he's an incredible writer, and uh, and these guys are a little you know a little younger. They're in their, like, you know, the mid-30s. They have a different slant on things. And that's really who I, like, read now. I mean, I don't read as so much A.O. Scott or, you know, Marshall what, Fine or whoever. What's your problem with A.O. Scott? No problem with A.O. Scott. I call him Tony. Oh, okay. I call him Tony Scott. No, I think he's incredible. I think they're great. These guys are awesome. But uh, just the way I write and the way I read, I like to read a little something a little more conversational. Okay. Um, and you don't like a long review? Um Honestly, I like a long review after I've seen a movie. I don't like to read too many reviews before I, I see a movie. From, yeah, I stay away from reviews. And I'll tell you why. And even Ebert is guilty of this, of giving away plot, plot yeah. points. Where I think 
you know, I know everyone wants to be Pauline Kale and oh, you yeah, know, I mean. squeeze all the juice out of it, but that is better that, hey, I've seen a movie, and now I want to go back and decide whether or not. And I love to see a movie as early as possible if I can. That's why, like, you know, um, we, we were, like, the world premiere of The Fighter like, like a couple two weeks ago. Right. And, you know, no, there's no reviews. So I walk out, and my opinion is my opinion. And then you see people say this and that, and you're like, oh, they agree with me, they disagree. And then you see other people make points, and you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But if I read those reviews first, I'm going to go in with even a little bias, and they That's say, interesting. Christian Bale's got the best performance I've ever seen. So I'm going to go in expecting it. I go into the movie with nothing. Did I, you like the film? Yeah, I like it. I didn't, I didn't like the You don't incredible. think it's the Oscar winner? And I think Christian Bale is going to win for Best Supporting Actor, without a doubt. You ruined the movie for me now. I know, so right? Sorry. But it's, uh, come on. Yeah, I uh, I think, but I think the uh, I said it, and I did like a little video review on on the site was uh the the, the title of the fighter really isn't about boxing. It's more about personal. Well, a, apparently they didn't get the kind of money that they wanted to make the film. It was this. Uh, yeah, it's know, a it's a huge huge uh, you know epic backstory about of you know filmmakers coming on coming off Wahlberg you know doing this sixty minutes of a thing on it last week which was really good. And, um, and Wahlberg produced it, and yeah. it was, you know... Yeah, so I mean, Brad Pitt right was place. supposed to be in there for a while, and then he was off in... Uh, I think Brad Pitt's supposed to be in every movie that yes. comes out now. <laughs> yeah. Brad because, Pitt is attached. Because he's... Uh, and, and Johnny Depp. Or Johnny Depp. And somebody pointed out, like, uh, on, on the internet now, we do a lot... You do so many, like, news stories which never come to fruition, and, you know, it's like, oh, Johnny Depp is circling this, or Brad Pitt is circling that. It's because if you're a producer, you want those guys in your movies. You're going to send them every single script there is, you mm -hmm. know? So, you know, Johnny Depp gets every single script there is, but, you know, has to go through four different people before he can see it. So every time, like, he'll, it's still Brad Pitt, Johnny Depp get first crack at anything they want to do. Will Smith, uh, I don't know about Cruz anymore, but yeah, those kind of guys, uh, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Bale's getting up there, um, especially when, if he wins an Oscar. And what about Jay Moore? Is he still oh, getting everything handed to him? Apparently they're doing a new sitcom with him. Really? Yeah. I want to, uh, Jay, uh, Jay plays the improv once in a while, and I, uh, I keep meaning to go. I just can't get around to it. But I, I think him. ABC is going to do something with him. Um, I saw it the other day in the paper. Jay Slayer, so I, whenever Go is on, I've got to watch Go. I've got to watch him in there. Uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's very, very good. In Go. I love Go, yeah. And then my other thing that I love that Jay did was the groomsman, the, um, what's the Eddie uh, Burns. Burns? Eddie Burns yeah, film. I didn't yeah. see that one, but yeah. Eddie Burns just made a film for $20,000. Twenty thousand, brother McMullen too. No, yeah, it was something like you <laughs> said. I want to uh, go back and do what I did in the early days. I right, I got a break here. When we come back. What do you want to talk about today? What's on your mind? I don't want to make this all about me. Uh, you, Jermaine Lassier, you're entertainment. Everybody knows if something moves in Hollywood, you're right there. Uh, well, did you guys talk about the Oscar host for this year yet? Uh, who's that going to be? Because I don't. It, even this know. just came out. Uh, I, I saw the tweet when I was downstairs. James Franco and Anne Hathaway. What are have we been answers. waiting for? <laughs> Finally, something that works. Because James Franco was so comfortable on his feet, nice. he never goes for oddness. Yes. I can't wait. Um, this would be great like if they were like, uh, if, if we were doing a prom. <laughs> but to do the Oscars yeah, like that. I, I, we, I would love to see what, what we think about it. All right, let's come back and talk uh, Oscar. And we'll talk some of the Oscar hopes. Sure, sure. Sounds because good. we're getting into... Serious time of the year. This is it. A couple and more weeks. I hate to say this, Jermaine. This is my time. The summer is yours. I give that to you. Yeah. But this becomes my time of the year. All right. Uh, Black Swan in 3D. I'm very, very excited about it. Yep. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen a bunch of them. It almost looks it. like she kicks into your face. It's really <laughs> exciting. Scary. Right back to talk about all that more. It's the Run Fest Show.
Ronnie B, Fezzy W. Ronnie Fez. Serious 197, XM202. The virus. But I want to say thank you to you. I haven't had an orthodox career. And I've wanted more than anything to have your respect. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. It's the Ron Fez Show. Jermaine Lassier is sitting in with us today. G-Baby. Uh, and you're very excited because the Kardashian girls are right next door at Shady 45. Yeah, that's uh, very exciting, and I'm trying not to... Uh... Who's your favorite? Kim. Kim's favorite. Um, Kim is second best ass working in America today. Number two, not bad. Not bad. Who's number one? Well, that's a uh, secret. Oh, okay. That's my own person. Oh, okay. Fez has his secrets. But the uh, point right now is we've got all the windows open so when they come by again we'll get to see it in real life and maybe even spray paint it silver <laughs> this is really a true story the other day before thanksgiving i had my hair cut uh gay guy cutting my hair talking about what do you do blah 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 <laughs> so you know i'm going through the whole thing and he and i are getting along great ah oh, we're gonna cut off so much to be fantastic you ever want to come back and do that yeah okay so then he goes like this. So I'm waiting online to pay, and then I'm going to go back and tip him in the Russian wash girl, which there's no such thing as a non-Russian wash girl <laughs> in New York anymore. But then my gay hair guy comes over. He goes like this. Have you seen that W Magazine with Kim Kardashian? And I'm like, no. I don't even know what W Magazine was. Oh, I, I know exactly what that is. Is it tied so, in with the hotel? Uh, no, but it's the silver paint. She's completely naked. She's obviously. completely naked, silver paint. The ass is well-defined. Yeah. So he shows it to me, and he goes like this. I like to stick that into a martini glass, huh? What? Yeah. Wow. So I just give him the tilt of the head, and he goes like this. Just one man's opinion. And I think to myself, is he trying to say to me, hey, you're straight. Uh, I want to make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Or I like both. Whoa. I don't know where he was going with this. I think he was trying to act straight. He was like, "Yeah, I'm straight. I wanna. I like that ass." Right. But I, I wouldn't put an ass in a. What kind of magazine is this? This is the wrong picture, by the way. I think, uh, isn't that from it's the, the, the famous ass picture. Oh, that, yeah, that that's from the same shot, though. There you go. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, this is a big thing of it. Yeah. Now click on it so we can get the full uh, thing. There you go. Isn't that Jesus why? We, <laughs> isn't that why I usually close this? Yeah. <laughs> we normally yeah we do close that for that. But that's her ass. I don't know how she could be offended. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, there aren't words. Maybe this uh, hairdresser just speaking the truth. You know, maybe it's just a universal thing. But um, yeah, I guess it is. There's no reason. Ass is ass. Yeah. Perhaps that's it. Yeah. All right. We wanted to talk the Oscars and uh, when we know Kim is coming out of there, I need somebody in that room to cuckoo, cuckoo, because <laughs> we're all making sure. We're looking out the window, so it's give like me bottle rocket. Uh, yeah. yeah, bottle rocket that motherfucker. <laughs> bottle rocket, cuckoo, cuckoo. Um, all right, uh, you wanted to talk out Oscars. Yeah, this is a ridiculous uh, Oscar announcement that they're making today. Yeah, I mean, I just read on the way up uh, that the hosts this year are going to be James Franco and Anne Hathaway. So uh, we're looking okay. towards the youth. Yeah, but why not? Young and funny, and has emceed a show before. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're both really talented. But the thing that mo interests me most, besides that, that's a whole different level. Is that James Franco is going to be nominated for 127 hours? 
Are you sure? Yeah. And and it's just what what happens then? The host wins the yeah. award, like, or is it, he just disqualified? Here's I'm, my problem, Jermaine, and it's a big problem. Uh huh. I don't want to see that movie. A man mm. has his arm clossed in a claustrophobic. But here's the that's the thing. I gotta watch it. I thought the same thing, but it's it's Danny Boyle. It it, it reminds me way more of like visually of like a, a train spotting a slub dog millionaire around that because most of the movie takes place in his head. He stands okay. there for you know eighty percent of the movie. He's just standing there with his arm in a thing, but you know and trying to do it. But he's I'm not going to feel too claustrophobic. No, you won't. I mean, and it's it's pretty brutal when you know when the arm. I can put up with that. Yeah. I can put up with that the claustrophobic thing. No, it's not. It's very, it's with. very, very much, uh, very cerebral. He's, you know, he's having hallucinations and he's thinking about like what what he did to be here. Yeah, and the flashbacks. Life. Yeah, all nice. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you love the film? I like it a lot. I don't love it, but I like it a lot. I think that's one of those uh, that's going to have a couple uh, Oscar nominations for sure. I but I... that's what's weird about James Franco being there. And James Franco has had a couple really funny comedic roles. I mean, he came up, you know, in Freaks and Geeks. As comedy, everybody talks about him, Pineapple Express. But you know, I interviewed him a couple months ago, and when he's just himself, he is—he's extremely articulate, extremely smart, but very, very deliberate. You know, he's just like, um, "Well, Ron, I'd like to talk about uh, 127 hours," and you're just like, "I don't see him as a host." And yeah, you've got to be able to—you you need a stand-up comic. In that role, you need somebody. Uh, I wish, yeah, I wish the Globes hadn't stolen Gervais because uh, he, he's ideal. Yeah, Gervais would be perfect, and there's no reason they can't do both. Yeah, I guess they're sort of com competitors on different networks. Are they? I think so. Well, no. then Gervais has already done the Globes. Yeah, he would do the Oscars, and he would say, "I quit the Globes." Oh uh, yeah, he should. He would kill him. Yeah, I just I don't understand where they're going with this. I haven't read anything about it yet, but uh, and Anne Hathaway, I mean. Is she up and coming? Yes. I mean, I think she's, she must have been nominated for something. I don't remember. But, but uh, it, it's not that type, you know. I mean, I could say Sarah Silverman. Yes. I'm not saying it's an anti-woman thing. Yeah. But it's a woman who knows how to grab a mic, walk, improvise. Yeah. You know, that's not Anne Hathaway. Yeah, no. And, uh, I mean, and James Franco knows a lot about that. He, he did a documentary about Saturday Night Live that hasn't come out yet. Uh, yeah. But Did you say it? No, I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it really bad. He shot it for a week and then showed all the backstage stuff. I think yeah. it's going to be interesting. Yeah, because that's bananas over there. I would imagine and it's really hard to pull off. Oh uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of like all those like live at SNL books and stuff. I was have you ever been to SNL? I went to a taping mm -hmm. uh, once. Uh, it was a uh, Dane Cook hosted, so it was really nice. And uh, I forget the musical guest was. I think it was um, James Blunt. So I was here's, <laughs> here's the interesting thing: you will always think it's funnier if you're there oh yeah so if you're there you're like holy <laughs> shit this was great yeah and then you go read and go home and you just for some reason it doesn't have the same effect yeah it's... but you see how they make mistakes there yeah no it's true and uh you got to see a couple skits that didn't show up and now in retrospect i'm so glad i got to see chris and wig do like the target lady in, in person that's just right. one of my favorite things but um all right let's talk about black swan uh-huh in 3d do you saw that you loved it yeah that that one i really do love uh, I need to see it again. I mean, because again, the trailer makes it look like it's a like it's more of a, a horror, and it's very again, it's very very like heady, and it works on like f various different levels. You know, there's your A story, which is sort of informing a B story, and not story like theme, it's sort of overall arc, and uh, it's almost like three movies in one. Uh, I I liked it a lot. I need to see it again before I come up with like a final final this the thought on it. Nor Natalie Portman again. She'll probably get an Oscar nomination for it, and she's awesome in it. She's not. Uh, she has to play this really um, 
like removed role. She's like almost like not there, you know. Um, and then she also has to play a dual role of her, her of herself, like she's seeing like this other mirrored version of herself. How freaked out do you think that she is now? No, she could be up with an Oscar, and she's falling out with a Bla Jack Black fucking movie or whoever the hell's. Oh, Your Highness, some, yeah, with, the doper yeah. movie. I'm like, this is not helping her <laughs> uh, as we're getting in. She doesn't look serious all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, which doesn't make any sense because you know this movie. If you look at the people who were in Black Swan, you had to think this was going to be some sort of awards thing, right? At least you know they were going to go for it, even if it didn't work. You got to think about firing your agent when you're like. This can this but commercials being uh, introduced during Oscar season. Yeah, I, I still haven't watched it because with a comedy like that, I, I, and it's like a three and a half minute trailer that's going to blow every single joke. Ruins I, it. Yeah, so I I try not. So I haven't seen it yet. Smart I, move. I did see the photo of her ass though, which is nice. Well, that's you know, but she's <laughs> that's nah, plus. She, yeah, I got my girlfriend behind me. She probably <laughs> yeah. <evil> eye. <laughs> she's real mad. Well, we've gone from Kim Kardashian's ass to I know, I know. Princess Amadeo, or whatever the hell her name is. Yeah, Amadala, yes. Uh, all right, so that's it. What else is going to find itself? Um, those two are uh, those two are pretty solid. I think uh, the King's Speech is probably going to be uh, a real strong contender. Saw the preview for that. It's 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 all it was incredible. Uh, incredible. I mean, I always overuse a lot of words, you know that. But it's like uh, incredible, uh, incredible performances. I said that again. The British give us one film a year like this. Yeah, it's the Queen. It's this. Yeah. It's and it's like, oh, it's a time when England was changing. What is it, constantly changing? Yeah. They constantly, oh, it was the 1980s when nothing was moving in <laughs> England. Oh, it was the 1960s when nothing was moving in England. Yeah, I see. But I love about those movies, uh, The Queen and this one, is that, uh, you know, I don't really follow a lot of, you know, uh, politics or current events in England. And so when you see something that's set like that, this is set way before. I mean, the, the Colin Firth plays... Uh, the king who was was now uh, Queen Elizabeth now her her father mm -hmm. so it's at, you know like in the in like the 30s and 40s or 20s 30s and 40s and mm -hmm. uh, and who knew that he had a disabilitating speech impediment you know watching a move over there don't worry yeah okay <laughs> um, when when I see these girls on the move I know it's all coming through <laughs> all right all right I know we're gonna find ourselves like uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> so yeah I did know that and actually from another film and I can't. I know it was one of those World War II films. Hmm. Yeah, because he, yeah, he was the king during that time, this guy. Yeah, and, and he was a stuttering prick. Yeah. He was literally the king as a stuttering prick. But he had, you know, this, like, friendship with uh, the Jeffrey Rush character who, who taught him to sort of control his, his stutter. And it's pretty, uh, though, both, again, I think those, those both get Oscar Gee, nominations. baby, I don't want you to worry. If she's out, I know you I'm got tell you. Okay. Gonna, I know, I know. We'll get to cuckoo, cuckoo, and it'll all be happening our way. And then we'll just we'll just, just we'll just stop dead air, air for we'll everybody. Walk over, yeah, we'll walk over to the window and watch your famous ass go by. It's the second uh, best ass in America today. Right. Oh, good for her. We've got it sitting up here. <laughs> I so feel like I, I should close that, right? Yeah, you better close, close it. That. As they're walking by, no one wants us to see a close up of their ass. I don't know. I'm pretty sure she's proud of it, though. Well, she should be proud of it. It's yeah, but we don't want. But you don't want. If, she's, if she looks in here and sees her ass, she knows exactly what we're talking about. Um, she knows. She likes it. You think she knows? She knows. What about the Philip Morris? Have you seen this film yet? Yeah, I, you know, but I saw it like a year and a half ago. Right. Uh, when it was in previews, uh, they were doing like test screenings. That's a really good movie too. I I, I want to see it again when it comes out. It comes out this Friday, limited. Um, and it's because it's not exactly what you think it is. It's uh, I did again. It's a real story I didn't know anything about. Mm -hmm. um, 
And it has a lot more in common with, you know, like Catch Me If You Can than it does uh, Brokeback Mountain that everybody, you know, everybody thinks about the the gay sex between Ewan McGregor no and... No sense of jacking off at this one, huh? No, no. And so it's really funny and it's really surprising and... Why, why is it taking so long to get out? If it's funny, it's surprising, it's different. I, I think it was whoever first bought it, excuse me, I think it's Sundance like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I think they, they, like, they went bankrupt, so then this movie was sort of in limbo. And then I think there also was... How do you market this movie? Because they're both big stars, Hugh McGregor and Jim Carrey, and these are they've never done anything like this, where they're literally like naked. It's such a turnoff to the American public, though, yeah. when one of their stars plays a gay still. Yeah, and again, this will do okay. Me, just but actually, you should be ashamed of yourself why is because that? you are the American public, and you are the reason why. I think they Hicks can't probably had a boot. Like I mean, had a boot. Yeah, well, you know, I don't, I don't like Jim Carrey looking like he's going to suck a cock. Why? Why does that have any difference for you? You like Goodfellas and they murder people. Yeah, so? Yeah, that's that's at least it's straight. And and in the movie, Hugh McGregor looks like he's going to suck a cock. Jim Carrey doesn't. Don't ruin it for us. I'm just saying, you see from the trailer, he's the more, uh, you know, uh, passive, flamboyant of the two is McGregor. Oh. So he's taking it? (laughs) I think so. Uh, Again, I I don't remember. But it's... Movies. Yeah, and I, I, I don't like I said no. I, I don't really want to r- r- ruin too much for too anybody. Late. It's really good. I know. <laughs> well, I don't you even like mean the that. Film, though. Yeah, a lot. So I, it's going to win the Oscar. No, that one's not. I'm not. You know, good. I've said that about everything else, and I feel like Paulo. Just saying, um, yeah. <laughs> what else? What else is up for the Oscars? Uh, what else we got? Have we seen it. anything that's up? That yeah, you know, is Inception going to get? I think it probably get a. Uh, it'll probably get a Best Picture nomination. I think. I there's ten of them. There's still ten nominees. Okay. Everybody forgets about that. Uh, a, I think, but I think the the movie that's going to joke last year. No, I wish. But I think this year the one the movie's probably going to end up uh, doing pretty well is uh, the Social Network. It's probably going to get a lot of nominations. Yeah. I think uh, depending on how it goes, does during the award season, you know, with buzz and if so far there's that. only been two films that I've been in conversations after I seen them. And that was Inception and Social Network, right. and, which yeah. is embarrassing. Two of the better movies of the year, um, I think, and uh, I think those will probably both get nominations. I don't know, and I think Social Network has a shot at winning at this point because it's really pretty wide open. Though you usually don't know until the first like broadcast critics come out, which mm. is probably in like the next week or two, uh, when they come up their top ten, and then then you're like, okay, here we go, and then you sort of figure out because nobody's seen like True Grit yet. Like, I don't think they screened it anywhere. Um, I'm sure you know somebody. My friend saw a Mikey background, and he said the little girl's amazing. Yeah, she. I heard. Yeah, we were talking about best actress. I think yeah, she's probably going to get nominated. Is what I hear. Best actress or best supporting? Uh, I don't. Doesn't been usually best actress. Even lead role, you could probably get it. I mean, it's not as competitive uh, a category. Oh, I thought it would be because of the Black Swan and the and uh, Kids All Right is going to have uh, yeah. at least one nomination from there. But usually, I'm talking generally, it's not as difficult a category as actor. Just because there are not as many good roles for women, which is a shame. But how long are they staying in this interview? It's amazing. Oh man, it's, they're not being interviewed by Eminem, oh. though, are they? Here we go. Mm-hmm. It's like dudes are leaving now. Oh well, maybe she. They must it's have like bo- they must have bodyguards, them. right? But boyfriends is Lamar Odom with them. Uh, I don't know. I don't see. I've never seen the show. No, I just know that uh, one of them, Chloe's married to Lamar Odom. I think is that right I from the, the tall one. I think is with Lamar. You watched the show? I watched it for the first time last night. And it was because you knew because you knew they were coming in. It's bizarre, yeah. And then one of them has like this weird, like preppy boyfriend who like slaps her around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's my second favorite. I forget her name. She's the thing is, I never really get into this because I don't talk about my personal life. But their dad, 
uh, stuck through me all through a murder trial I was in uh, oh. back in the 90s. I nice. This, everyone thought I killed my wife because <laughs> I left the bloody glove over there. Um, That's interesting. That sounds familiar. Here's Bobby. Bobby, you're on Hey, G-Baby reminds me of my nine-year-old daughter who loves every movie she's ever seen. Okay. What's that? How many is movies? there any movie you don't say is incredible? Well, I'm, we're talking about the Oscars. We're talking about the, we're talking about the best of the best now, Bobby. Yeah, I mean, All right. It just seems like I never hear him say, hey, that movie really sucks. Well, well, what's a movie you want him to say sucks? Bring up a movie. Oh, uh, that movie sucked. Any Adam Sandler movie. All right, well, look, I, I, uh, did you guys did you see Iron Man 2 this year? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, that movie sucks. There you go. You hang up. Um, yeah, I, people just watch I usually, this for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and I usually when usually when I call the show or I'm here talking, I'm talking about good movies. If something really big really was bad, I would say that. Like Iron Man Two, we had the big I fought Paul O about it because yeah. it was terrible, you know. Well, when's the what's the last big disappointing flop that we've had out there? Like a movie that's opened so badly, hmm. everyone expected to be better. Uh, I, well, I'm, I'm just looking at my. I brought my print up my my Excel spreadsheet of the movies I've seen this year because wow. I always forget. Um, well, I guess Scott Pilgrim's a pretty big one. That uh, you wanted it to be better. You liked it. I do like it, and I, the, I've seen it like five times since it came out, and mm -hmm. I like it every more and more every single time. I only saw it once, and I liked it very much. Yeah, but again, that just moved, that movie bombed huge. Uh, Let Me In is another one. That was the remake of Let the Right One In, the little what? girl vampire movie. It was I never saw that. Incredible. This movie, the remake, it was almost better. And uh, that did nothing. Bombed huge, which was un unfortunate. It had Chloe Moritz, kick ass, the girl who played Kick Girl. And you kid love from that kick ass girl. Yeah, she's great. I think she's, 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 you should see this movie versus that. She's incredible, both incredible performances. And uh, then there's also um, the star of that movie, is, his name is uh, Cody Smith McPhee. He played the kid in The Road, uh, which, yeah. is a, which is a really strong performance for a kid who was like eight years old. That movie, The Road, reminded me so much of Hicks's life. I mean, that's just the way that he lives. Except, wait, but there's a but they had a dad in that movie. Oh, oh go on there, G baby, go oh. on. Why don't you go fuck yourself, huh? Right, sorry, You're on your sorry. fucking horse. Just get the fuck out. You know what? But now we can't go and put this out because you you got to work blue right away. And well, I don't enjoy mean. that. <laughs> sorry, um, Hicks. You're not sorry, so why are you saying it? Here's Pat. Pat, you're on my face. I have program. a couple things too. In the on the mockumentary front, I really enjoyed "I'm Still Here" and "Exit to the Gift Shop." Mm -hmm. And my second thing is the Moneyball movie written by Aaron Sorkin with uh, Bill Seymour Hoffman and Brad Pitt. I just want to know if, what you've heard about it. Um, is it actually written by Sorkin that movie? I, I don't think it. I don't know if that's actually true. Maybe he did a draft of it. I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't. I, I know at least there he wrote a script for it. I don't uh, know. Maybe it's not the one they're using. Yeah. But. Um, uh, well, money, yeah, Moneyball is an awesome, awesome book. I, I'm really excited to, or curious to see how they're going to adapt it. Just it's about. I can't, I can't imagine it's exciting on any level. No, right, so. exactly. But uh, yeah, you're right. Philip Seymour Hoffman, and uh, I, I think they just gave it a release date. I think it's coming out next uh, next fall or something. So I mean, that that's always good. And the other they two, really I, I like both those movies. Like, I guess the gift shop is my favorite movie of the year right now. Still, uh, still, huh? Ah, uh, God, I love that movie. And it's it's just it, it, I saw it at a point where I was starting to get a little bit more into art, and sort of it like, just hit me. Uh, and I, I'm still here. Is it is what it is. It's fine. I, I don't dislike it. Uh, I thought it was cool. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It, it's interesting, but it, when you found out that it was fake afterwards, you were like, I wish I would have known that going in. See, or... I from what I saw of it, and I didn't watch the whole thing because the cable started to fuck up. Uh -huh. Uh, I don't believe that it was faked. I think they might have said it was faked after the point. I thought it might have been a little blown out of proportion like they're performing for the cameras. Yeah, yeah. But that's different from being fake. Yeah. It would be almost like saying, 
All right, if you take Dave in one of his crazy videos, mm-hmm. it's not fake, even though it's planned, because only a person like Dave would make a video like that. Yeah. So you could say he knows exactly what he's doing, and yet you'd have to be a little in that zone to know exactly what you were doing. Yeah. I, yeah, that makes sense, and I wouldn't pay to see uh, an Eastside Dave movie. Like, I, I can't wait. Oh <laughs> well, someday, someday we'll have it. One day, but um, uh, here's Scott Rockland. You're on Running Fest. Hey, uh, Running Fest. Hey, GBB. How are you? Yeah. Good man. How are you? Yeah, you know me. We went to uh, see Fly the Concourse together and Spider Man Two. Oh sure. What's up, XM Scott? Man, what's up, buddy? How are you? How are you? I wanted to make a little little joke. What do you think of Step Up 3D? I didn't see Step Up 3D. Uh, I wish I did. I know. Uh, I think it's always funny when someone says, "I want to make a joke to you now." Yeah. How would it? Why wouldn't you just say it rather than fucking pass <laughs> it out there as a joke? Uh, you like the Step Up films, though. Uh, I haven't seen any Step Up films. I like the. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I have like Kim Kardashian on the mind, but I, I like the girls in those I'm movies. I'm not going to let. I know you're not. I know you're not. It's just her. it's 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 screwing my head. And a you live bit. in LA, and you should see her all the time. Now here's nah. the funny thing: these three girls are here. Where's their cameras? No. If they're Constantly being videoed and how difficult that is. Yeah, they must be between seasons or something. Must be between seasons. Um, These are two things I haven't seen today: their crews or Fez. (laughs) I don't know what the problem with Fez is. He doesn't like you, but he hasn't been here. You know, it's because I'm the one who told him that the Riddler isn't going to be in The Dark Knight Rises. I think he's got to hold a beef. I think that's probably what it is. Fez has decided. I believe. Forget it. I'm going to go to that next Batman anyway. No. You know he's going to sneak in and see it. Why would I talk about it? I will not go see that. Where is that coming from? <laughs> over here in the booth. What are you doing in the booth? Well, I'm just uh, I'm just over here getting ready to cuckoo. Oh, that's good. So you want that to be your role, the cuckoo guy? I think I'm a good cuckooer. Okay. All right. Um... Music. To. They're not doing as much music. Well, let's go to this. Oh, yeah. Here's what surprised me. The 15 put up for documentary. Yeah. Uh, no Joan Rivers yeah. is in there, which shocked me. It shocked me, too. Awesome. Incredible movie. See, I hate that. That's a crutch, I guess. I say incredible too much. You do say incredible a lot. Yeah. And people go, when are you going to Why is he going to stop saying that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me guess. It's incredible. Yeah. It's but one that of the, was disappointing It's a great movie. Me. Yeah. Really funny. And I don't know why... The, the documentary people are always weird. Like they always snub a few movies that I really, really loved. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like a couple of years ago, I think I called up and recommended it to you too. It was like the Shut Up and Sing, the Dixie Chicks documentary that Barbara yeah. Koppel did. I loved that movie, and I was like, I, nobody saw it, but I was like, I really hope at least gets you know a nomination. This way, it's got a little bit of heat. Didn't even make the short list. And there's other movies like that 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 uh, that didn't make. The short- I mean, this year, Catfish didn't make the short list, which. I despised. Yeah, I know. I remember. I remember you did. But at least, I mean, that's it was most of the time they at least nominate or at least give you a chance to nominate the big documentaries of the year, and that was right. one of the bigger documentaries this year. If it's a documentary, however you wanted to discuss, maybe that's it. why they didn't win any part of it. Yeah, it could be. I know that when they announced it, they called it like reality thriller, and I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, because they were too embarrassed to say, not a real documentary. Yeah, which I, I don't have any problem with. Something that's fictional. Yeah, it's that called. It's called be, yeah, it's called a movie. You know? Yeah, that's just nothing. <laughs> it's not that... good enough. Yeah, but uh, I think uh, yeah. So the, the Oscars, they oh, it's weird. Like even with the the uh, the animated movies, they, they make some weird choices. They didn't the um, cats and dogs. This like terrible cats and dogs three D movie came out this summer. It was on the short list, but Yogi Bear wasn't on the short list because they have to have a certain percentage of. 
uh, animation in the movie. Yogi Bear is not a cartoon, they're saying. They're saying it doesn't have enough percentage, but this other movie that has animated cats, or not cats, like real cats with animated mouths, did. If Yogi Bear was on the list, it would have made a, they could have had five nominees, but because that movie didn't qualify, there's only three nominees, which sort of screws a couple what, of movies out. What are the nominees? Uh, I think they're going to be Toy Story 3, uh-huh. Tangled, and uh, and now I'm blanking on the third one. What else is going to lose the Toy Story 3? Exactly. Yeah, Toy Story 3 is just going to win. And that people, they're pushing that for best picture, legitimate best picture. They're, they're, Disney's Would putting a lot of money. Would that make you though? To see a cartoon be best picture? No, not at all. Is I, that I, a time for humans to give up and say, look, the cartoons run the world? No, you're very anti-cartoon. Toy Story 3 is a really, really good movie. And, and it's really Don't emotional, really well done. I was pro cartoon when I was seven, yeah. But then I think a person grows up and you stop watching cartoons. But these aren't really cartoons; they work on different levels. I mean, they're cartoons in that yes, they're animated. It's not real people, but there's a lot the, the scripts it's here. Cartoons and the fact that if you go there, and a three year old starts crying, it's to be expected. Yeah, that's true. We saw Tangled this week, and there was a kid next to us with like a bottle, like shaking it the entire movie. And I'm like, I can't say anything because you're in their world. Yes, that's, that's why true. you can't say anything. Right, but they it's, didn't get. But they didn't get like the. Uh, there's references to like Blade Runner in that movie and all this stuff. And I'm like, there's no. That's why I like these movies. There's a there's a guy in there who makes like little uh, paper mache like mm-hmm. unicorns. And at a per- certain point in the movie, before an escape, he like the main character sees like a little paper machine. I'm like. It's supposed to be, was that a replicant reference? See, but see, the thing is, that's why you feel smart there, because you get a reference that a child doesn't. <laughs> but they put that in there for the adults. But that's they just used an to do that, you know, Looney Tunes used yeah. to do the same thing. Yeah. But my dad didn't watch Looney Tunes. Yeah. Like but he said to me, you're seven, you're a bum. You don't even know how to mow a lawn. Uh, by the way, here's another thing in a documentary I'm kind of happy about, is I discovered one of them was the William Kunstler documentary. And I mm. saw this and invited the girls in. I saw it at the 92nd Street Y with them. And now seeing that they're on the short list of 15. I remember, yeah, I remember reading about that. I haven't seen that one. You wouldn't like it. It's, it's all a good movie. doing real things. Oh, damn. That stinks. There's no... What about this? Yep. Would you watch a cartoon movie sitting in a ball pit? Would that be <laughs> your idea of the perfect experience? Yeah, with some popcorn, you know, that'd be nice. 3D glasses, a Coca-Cola. Here's Scott. Scott, you're on running first. No, Scott. Hey, I had a question for you um, about the social network. And mm-hmm. uh, who do you think of that movie is going to get nominated for Best Picture? Do you think, I mean, uh, actor, because Eisenberg was awesome. But that guy that played his best friend in the movie was just as good. And uh, I watched it again the other day, and I can't decide. I was wondering what you well, thought. Well, I think they're both going to get Sure. I think, they're, I think they are both going to get nominated. I think uh, Eisenberg gets Best lead actor and Garfield gets best supporting though they are pushing for Timberlake to get his first nomination and I I, I, I mean, thought he was particularly not he, good he, he's okay in it I mean I didn't think he was not good good he was just he serviced the job he's a very small role I know but he was also acting in a way that I saw him acting. saw him acting yeah well he's on there with you know legitimate actors you know uh, you know and it's a tough thing to pull off legitimate director legitimate script like top of the line everything but he was beloved by the critics the critics beloved him but I um, saw him going like this. Look, don't get confused. It's not JT. Don't think of me that way. <laughs> think of me as an actor right now. No. Like, I'm not going to start singing. The, he did, they did, they, uh, my friend went to a Q&A of the social network about two weeks ago, and they advertised that Sorkin was going to be there. Mm-hmm. But then they advertised that uh, Arnie Hammer, who played the Winklevoss twins, and that Garfield was going to be there. But the last minute, they bring Timberlake out, 
I think it was because they were like, they didn't want to show, say that he was there because he's such a teen idol still that if they said, Justin Timberlake's going to do Q&A two feet from you, little girls would have bought all the tickets, right. you know? So, like, the fact that that's even an issue is, is like, you know, he's still... But he I give still him credit that. for, you know what I mean? Like, he is trying to do something different. Oh, absolutely. I think... Uh, tangled. Yeah. Because well. he's done... Oh, well, he's uh, boo-boo, right? Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, he's boo-boo. That's kind of terrible. God. But I'm sure he got a nice fat paycheck for it. Well, good. He needs more money. <laughs> that's true, he's too. Broke. Yeah. There, are, there tough... is some money that he doesn't have. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Fezzy laughed to do the cuckoo thing, which... Remember, I said, have one of the kids do it. Oh. I got it. That's Fez's role. He's got it. And it looks like the show's going to go all the way to the end without him doing it. Yeah, this is, it looks like Satellite will be playing. Well, it doesn't matter to me, and I'm sure it doesn't matter to the uh, listeners because they can't see her. But we will get to see her. That's you right. You not escape from that without us being able to look. If it wasn't really it. awkward, I would tweet it, but I think it's going to be... Tweet it. Should I try to take a photo? Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of feel I don't want to, you know... Shoot from the hip. Yeah. yeah. That's true, too. I'll try it. Try to go Sam Roberts on it. Well, let me tell you something about Sam Roberts. Oh, and no. they didn't get uh, to the announcement that he had to make today. He's got an incurable disease. Oh, no. Um, yeah. And the thing is, is somebody will be able to do this show, Special Delivery, with Dave now. And I'm shooting for Pepper Hicks. Wow. Oh. I don't know how would Bronx Johnny feel about that. Though. Um, high society. How would he feel? High society. He'd be fine. I I, I can spread myself all over the place. <laughs> When's the last There's time no you problem. did a high society show? Uh, a few weeks ago, I think. Wow. Why don't you know him in here? I've been cutting him in here. Well, alive? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to go through all that red tape. I, I, I feel those slots are already taken up. So. Yeah, but they move people out all the time. That's true. And from what I understand, weird medicines on the bubble. Oh wow! Wow, Doctor Steve. Was that on page five? That's yeah. break, breaking news. Yeah, right, breaking news. Five, page five. Doctor Steve, <laughs> cover your fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> At all times. All times. Um, here's Bill. Bill in Boston. You're on the Fez. Hey, G baby. I really enjoy your Twitter. It's very informative, and it keeps me up to date with stuff I care about. And uh, I was just wondering what you thought of the town. I haven't made it out to it yet, and I'm entering my decision on your review. Uh, the town. I like the town. The town is not what you expected to. I mean, it's exactly what you expected to be. It's uh, pretty it solid. Is, isn't it? it is. Yeah, I, it, it's, it's a solid little crime caper. Decent little performances. Uh, you're not gonna get blown away by it, but I think you'd be satisfied that you paid the money. People are talking about it as a best picture nominee. I I don't think so. Um, but if they put some money behind it and the Golden Globe, if it gets like a Golden Globe nomination, it could be. It's on. It's on the borderline. It hasn't been particularly incredible year for films. So it hasn't been, has no, it? No. Like I said, I've only seen two films this year, other than documentaries. Yeah. That I would recommend to people. Right. I mean, I'm thinking in my top ten now, and like we said, when if like Kickass is gonna be in my top ten, which is a lot of fun, mm -hmm. but it's like that's the movie I really love. It's like I mean, that's a joke putting that on my list. But right. I'm, I'm gonna put it if I'll put it there. If you put it as number one right now. No, I said Exit Through the Gift Shop is still number one. But Kick-Ass is probably my top five at the moment. What's I don't your all-time favorite movie? Swingers. All-time. All-time. <laughs> I don't know why. It, it was. I saw it when I was like 14, when I was just starting to get into film. And it was the first movie, like I said, I, I picked up this like you know Blade Runner reference in that, Entangled. I um I picked up all the references. It's the first time that ever happened. And they're pretty obvious references, coo, you know. Coo-coo! Coo-coo! Uh-oh. Coo-coo! ready to shoot. And only shoot for 
So we got to act like we're just standing up here. you got to move it quick, too, because they're going to come by like a shot. Wow, there's the first ass. I missed it. Yeah, there's the second. It's Kim. There's... Oh, wow. Kim's the second one? Well, yeah. Uh, How's it going, Kim? Oh, man. What's act like you're doing? going down to the bathroom. I'll, I'll give you time. All right. Come on. Go ahead. I'll go talk to you about something else. Follow her out there. Honorage. But uh, the older sister has a bigger ass than... Mm-hmm. I noticed that, too. I didn't know that before. The tall, you know, tall one, yeah. I thought it was all about uh, Kim all this year's. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's very surprising in real life. Things just topsy-turvy on us. They're all the way down the hall already. They yeah. already made the round of the turn. I'm not going to run. I don't... Yeah. I, I, run screaming. Walk quickly. It's okay. It's okay. Go, man, go. I want to see if you can pull it up. you got to be paparazzi. Don't let him catch you. you got to want don't it. Don't let him catch you. Paparazzi. Yeah. Go, go. Paparazzi time. Run as hard as you can. He's going to get tackled. Yeah, I hope he does. <laughs> I hope they beat the shit out of him. <laughs> For disturbing. Yeah, the older sister had a... Uh, a bigger ass than Kim. That's fucking what's her, weird. What's her name? Chloe, I believe. Why isn't that more famous? She's uh, married to Lamar Odom. Good for Lamar. Glad he, glad he got that. <laughs> and the, the Kardashians are also releasing their own credit card. Good, I'm getting one. It's Kardashian credit card. <laughs> Car- <laughs> Get me one. How come they won't do our show? What are they selling anyway? What do they sell? Beauty pro- products? I think, or yeah, that's the new thing they, they got, they're showing is their um, beauty products. And uh, they also a trim spa like product. They, they have For what? To, I don't know. Lose weight and everything but your butt? Yeah, basically. That's, that's what the uh, commercial is. Let's see if he comes back. He was very panicked by it. Oh, yeah. Does he know how to shoot from the hip so nobody can see him? I hope so. I don't think so. Dave used to act like he was dialing his oh, phone. Oh, it's great. He, he used to have a whole thing down. He's just getting beaten in the lobby right now. I would teach him a lesson for chasing people. (laughs) Should go on page five. We should wait till he gets back. Wait a minute. What movie did I say I was going to go see tonight? I forgot something. Oh, Casino Jack. Yeah, Casino Jack. I think the the actual movie comes out December seventeenth, but there's a doc about it out already. I don't understand this. Yeah, the movie with Kevin Spacey. Based on the story. And then uh, the doc's already out. I'll just watch the event. Hey, look who came back in. Gonna yeah, I want to make sure the cuckoos were handled right. Speaking of fucking cuckoo, that's your new nickname. That's me today. Having a particularly good show? No, not really. No. No, a little locked up. Hold on, here's G-Baby back. Let me get the flow restarted. I hawk. Do you get a picture? What's it look like? Oh, come on. I know. What the fuck? They disappeared. They disappeared. They disappeared. I think they might either went to the bathroom or something. Why didn't you wait outside the (laughs) cheddar? Because they're they're like their people, and I'm just going to be like the Albert guy. You're never going to make it as paparazzi. I don't want to be paparazzi. Why not? I want to see Kim Kardashian's ass, but, you know. It's a cool life. How did you miss it? I went right by our window. Two of them. I don't know. Maybe it's because Carl was late. Why don't think so? I think we might want to get your reflexes no, checked. That's probably you're absolutely right. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not real outgoing with the photos. Uh, Gino, you're on my face. Hello, G baby. Hey, Gino. Hey, how we doing? I got. Uh, I live in Scranton. We don't get a lot of limited releases. I was wondering if you saw 127 hours. And uh, why well, you just watch The Office? You <laughs> see uh, buildings that you saw growing up. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you asking, Gino? If that's going to get an Oscar buzz? No, if he, I actually, I'm uh, just wondering if he saw it at all. Yeah, we, 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 we talked about it like five minutes ago. Yeah, it's really good. I give it, yeah. 
I'm he sorry, gave, I did not. Uh, I just got back in the car. Okay. He gave it one more thumb up than the guy has in the movie. <laughs> oh. Uh, hey. Hey, Paul, it's between y'all. You're on Fez. Uh, hey, T, baby. Um, now that I've seen all the movies that were nominated last year for the best picture, I just couldn't believe that Hurt Locker nailed it when uh, I, I thought Crazy Heart was probably one of the best movies I've seen in years. Uh, yeah, but it all comes down to politics, man. Like, I, I don't remember, at this point, I don't even remember what the ten movies were. I knew, um, I know Avatar was the only other one that even had a chance. And it's because it's all about how much money they put into it and how, what, are the, what wins the other awards. And Hurt Locker just had a lot going for it, you know. And uh, A lot of times they'll take a little movie like Crazy Heart and say, look, there was only one good thing in it. And we gave him the Oscar. We're not going to keep on giving it to everybody. Exactly. I mean, it takes a really, really special movie to get all of the Oscar, like, you know, to get like four or five. You know, you're talking your Lord of the Rings, your, your Silence of the Lambs. I think that's the only one that's ever gotten like the four or five What's major. What's your favorite ones. film of all time, Oh, Jesus. Probably Pulp Fiction. I have to go Pulp Fiction. This is the most enjoyable fucking film I've ever seen. 94, 95 was just gigantic for you guys. Oh, yeah. That's that's on my top five, probably. Isn't it funny that there in the early 90s were like, holy shit, films are great, but we knew it wouldn't last. We knew the corporations would fuck it up again. Yeah. We knew we'd be sitting around fighting about the Riddler and fucking cartoons. But there are still, there are still the guys out there that are making those movies. I mean, they just... Nobody gets to see him. I mean, Wes Anderson's, and that was my favorite movie last year. That's what we discussed. This was Fantastic Mr. Fox, and like, I like cartoon stuff because I do love cartoons and documentaries. Um, but I mean, that movie was fantastic, and it didn't do very well. I mean, Paul Thomas Anderson, my favorite director, he's never made a movie that's done over like forty, fifty million dollars. Even Boogie Nights, which is up there, was like part of my second favorite movie of all time. So Wes Anderson is your favorite. Paul Thomas is my favorite director. Paul and, Thomas Anderson, uh, yeah. and then Wes Anderson. No, and like John Favreau with Aliens <laughs> versus Cowboys. Oh yeah, exactly. Who, who can wait for that one? That might be fun though. That I think the Cowboys are going to win in an upset. I think they oh, might fuck those aliens up. You know why? Because we like human beings. Because yeah, because Harrison Ford <laughs> would, probably wouldn't take a role where he loses. Um, no, he doesn't lose. No. Um, let's go over here to uh, Bob in Cleveland. You're in Yeah, this is Bob. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, Jeff Tremaine and uh, Knoxville? About being filmmakers with the Wild Whites of uh, West Virginia and uh, the new Jackass. Uh, I, I like Jackass. Jackass 3D is a lot of fun, but it's not really, I mean, it is, it's sort of like a you know an hour and a half TV show. I mean, it's a movie. It's I, I enjoyed it. I, the 3D is a lot of fun. It serves its purpose. It's not going to get any like you know, awards and stuff. But the, And those movies, are, they make so much money. It's printing money, those movies. Couldn't it be best ball shot? Well, like I'm sure, like the MTV Awards probably will get something like that, you know. And that's I enjoy that kind of award shows because you get the fun kind of awards like that, best kiss or best fight. All right. Um, so that's where your jackass probably ends up. All right, here's what people are writing into us. Uh-oh. Uh Chloe looks like the Kardashian brother in drag, at least on television and photographs. Mm. I didn't get to see her. I just said that her ass is actually bigger than her sister's. Yeah, yeah that was that was true. And she's way t- she's like a head taller too. Yeah, she's pretty yeah. tall. Yeah. Um, the third one, whatever her name is, uh, Christina or something. Court- Courtney. Courtney is the other one. Yeah. Yeah. She, this is yeah. She's she's short. Her and Kim are tiny. This uh, also says to us, is Jermaine's only criteria for a great movie if they make Blade Runner references. Kevin <laughs> um, said, "Boo! You failed to get a picture of something I didn't want to see anyway." Nice. Oh. Um, Yeah, I, I was that was a, that was a big fail. 
Here's one. Didn't they used to make adult jokes and cartoons to make the experience tolerable for the parents? Now it's reversed. Yeah, they do, I think, market films for adults now. The Pixars. Definitely the Pixars. Though, I mean, the next one, Cars 2, is straight kids. Like, I don't care if, like, you know, if it's uh, Michael Caine in there. That looks just like there's not going to be anything emotional there. Where, where, like, Toy Story 3 and Up are, like, really, really big family values, family yeah. issues, emotional things. Everybody's crying when they're walking out of it or walking into it in Up's case. Uh, here is Otto. Otto, you're a Otto. Uh, hey, guys. Hey, G-Baby, I uh, had a little golden period this summer. I saw three movies in a row I thought were pretty strong. Nice. I don't think you mentioned them. One was Solitary Man. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't uh, seen that, but uh, yeah. That's the Michael Douglas one? Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I saw it. I liked him in it, and I liked the film, but I can understand. Like, it's a small, independent it film. Play, it played by me. I just didn't get around to it. Yeah. In the summer, too, you said I, I, there's so much that comes out. It's hard. What else what did about, you see that aisle? Uh, yeah, Mother and Child. Um, With Naomi Watts? I don't even know that one. You got me. Uh, she actually gives no, birth in this Naomi film. Watts and Annette Benning And Sam Jackson. Okay. I, it, that definitely rings a bell. I didn't see it, though. I mean, I see 150 moves a year, and I miss a lot. Right, let's do this. <laughs> All right. So we can make you negative here at the end of your stay. Okay. Who are people... Let's go actors first. That other people adore, like, and you're like, I don't get it. Do you have anybody like that? Oh, man. That's a good question. Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, Adrian Brody. Uh, everybody. I not only that. I have a tendency not to see films if he's in it. I, I don't know. People are like I love Adrian Brody, and I just I don't I don't get it. I don't really like him. I like I, King Kong or Predators. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, that, that's one that I always think of. That's probably the only one where I uh, I just you I, don't even have to say another one. We're so copacetic <laughs> now. This uh, makes up for you not getting the ass shot. Oh, right, good. Uh, Tony in Idaho, you're on the fence. Hey, G-Baby, I want to ask you about uh, foreign films and, uh, like, art house releases, uh, directors, and why they're not really popular uh, in the mainstream, like Wong Kar Wai. Well, there or, are uh, some. Let's go through some foreign films. Uh, to me, this is the biggest foreign film of all time, Star Wars. Mm. Not even made on this planet. <laughs> A completely different universe. Yeah. Uh one of the guys was a dog, much like Fez had to put up with <laughs> on his plane trip, and yet people loved it. Do you have a foreign film that you really like? Uh, Amelie, maybe? Jean-Pierre mm. Genet's Amelie is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, just so beautiful, so whimsical, and just so unexpected. Now, they're going to give Godard one of those uh, honorary Oscars this year, and he said he didn't give a fuck. He's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's Godard. What does he have to do? Yeah, he's like, it's stupid. Yeah, there's, no one cares about that. But yeah, there's a, there's so many awesome uh, you know foreign movies that come out so small, maybe just in L.A. and New York if you're lucky, that you that like you're just like, how can not everybody see this? I just um, I went to uh, you know, the Alamo Draft House. You guys may have heard of it mm -hmm. once or twice here. And uh, for Fantastic, the kid used to be on our show. The oh kid yeah, used yeah. To care about the show? He, he's got the gay walk. That kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, he um. I saw this movie there called Bedeviled, right? And uh, it, it's going to get a small, small release here, but it was this revenge movie that it was just like unbelievably brutal. And, and oh man, you see so many of these great movies and you're like, this is never going to get, if anything, maybe it gets, you know, um, remade. Mm. And a lot of these foreign directors, he asked, like the guy who did The Lives of Others, which uh, won the best foreign Oscar like two years ago, really good movie. Um, 
And uh, but that guy, based on that, got to make he directed the new Jolie uh, Pitt movie, not Pitt Depp. Mm. Same thing we were saying. This is the one where Johnny Depp has a puffy face. Mm-hmm. Where I did not even recognize him. It looked like he'd been eating clay. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I think he just took that like. And by that I mean dice clay. <laughs> no, I don't mean that in that way. But I think everyone gets it. But I think because you didn't get it, right? Uh, I got it. I think. Did you laugh? Yes. When? We were all here. We saw that you didn't. Oh, I just didn't laugh out uh, so much out loud. Did you smile? I think so. He's very odd today. He's had a very strange day. Okay. Well, it's the first day back, you know, right? Yeah, it is the first day back. And that's always when he's at his best. That's always when he's like, give me the ball, I'm ready to go today. But yeah, these foreign directors, they're, they're just moving it into... You know, Hollywood movies, if they, they do. Why don't you tape your eyes back, come back and tell everybody you're Kurosawa and you like to make a film. <laughs> yeah, I'm the son of Kurosawa. <laughs> Perfect. Um, you watch any foreign films at all, Hicks? Oh, rarely. I mean, I, we just, I did watch that movie, Un, A Prophet, which we right. I think we talked about yeah. on the show today. That, uh, today, fucking uh, well, six months ago. That's Sometimes, the last one like, if I can't see a foreign film, I'll watch Platoon and then root for the Viet Cong. And I feel like <laughs> in my own way, that's a foreign film. Uh, Paul, you're on the Renfe show. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey. Hey, G-Baby, did you ever see a, a French film called Seven Days? Uh, is that the one with the Russian roulette? No, that's 13 Days. Oh, that's another one. Yeah, I, you know, I did see Seven Days. Yeah, it's the torture, saw, right? Yeah, you saw it under the other thing. It was released as the, uh, the, the week. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one with the, uh, the kidnapping torture type thing? Yes. Yeah, um... That, that's a pretty sweet movie. Um, really kind of disturbing, but uh, I remember I remember not being overly impressed by it. I remember thinking, great idea, some really great visuals, but in the end, uh, I didn't think it really all came together. But yeah, I remember that was on demand for a while because uh, it played Sundance. Uh, here's Fred Hoboken. Hey, what's going on, guys? I want to ask uh, Jermaine if he saw a prophet that French Muslim gangster movie. If he thought that was going to win anything. Uh, yeah, Hicks just brought that up. Um, I, I did see it. I saw that uh, again at Sundance this year, and I think it's probably got a shot. You know what? I think it won Best Picture at Cannes last year, or some award at Cannes last year. So I don't know if, if uh, with the foreign film Hicks eligibility. And I were way into it for some reason earlier in the year, and then I forgot got, about it. You know, just like, I, yeah, I thought whatever. it was. Okay. I thought it was okay. I didn't. I wasn't blown. When people were like, "It's the new Godfather," and I'm like, oh, oh, "And right. it's not." I mean, it's a solid movie, and uh, I, I like the story of it, and uh, I love where it ends. It almost makes you want to see the sequel, but. Um, yeah. It was, uh, you know, I, I, it might get nominated for foreign film. But foreign film Oscars are weird. They have to be nominated by your country and only one film per country. So I don't know if, uh, if that's going to be eligible or what. Um, and let's face it. Only American films are worth seeing. Sure. Because the yeah. other films don't have Americans or America in it. Yeah. Uh, we got to announce the winner of our game today. Uh which we're back into search, search, hurry up and search. Mm. And Hicks, you were excited about it. Oh, fuck yeah. I can't wait for this shit. I mean, all fucking month long, we're going to be giving shit out, and it's going to be fantastic. Today we gave out Ryan Bingham, signed uh, Crazy Heart DVD. That's what he won the goddamn Oscar for. Um, over here, I want to go to uh, Radio Shark, who's playing a character named Ted from PA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he went away. He didn't want to stay with it. Why is he hanging? Um, They're killing him. I love it. Let's go over here. Jason, you're on Manifest. Hey, what's up, guys? 
And uh, Jermaine, I was curious if you saw uh, Enter the Void and what you thought about it, because I thought that was just so different, man, than anything I've seen this year. Yeah, Enter the Void is a, a pretty incredible little movie. Uh, Gaspar Noé, who did uh, Irreversible, uh, and it's it's a movie about a, a kid who dies in the first, like, ten minutes. That's not a spoiler, because the rest of the movie is his, like, disembodied... You're, you are the, or his disembodied soul, like, going around and looking at, like, what happened, and... Uh, it didn't exa- it didn't work 100% for me. I wasn't like completely blown away by it. Uh and it's like two and a half hours long, which is about uh, about 30 minutes longer than it probably could have been. But yeah, really different, visually really f- interesting. It's got some stuff in there you never you never and will never ever see what see again. Um but uh it's a little too much for most people, I think, cuz it's Josh you're on the run of Fez show. Hey buddy. Uh, G baby, have you seen Four Lions yet? I, I heard some discussion on it. I heard it was really funny. Yeah, they, yeah, they uh, O and A had the guys on, and uh, yeah, four I li- like the first three lines. I did not mm, like the fourth. Yeah, uh, f- yeah, Four Lions is uh, again. It, it's sort of uh, um, one of these really interesting, different movies. Uh, and uh, like I said, the, the O&A really, really loved it. I think it's really funny and different. It, for me, it's just a weird balance of. A comedy and terrorism, <laughs> and is and, there a balance though? No, there's not. That's the thing. And so they sort of they try to like work the line and some really funny stuff, and then tries to be really poignant. And the balance isn't quite there. I think it's the guy directors. I think it's his first feature, so that's probably where the issue is. Some so really interesting stuff. I it recommend was, it. He though. attempted something but didn't pull it off. Yeah, he just missed it. You know who loved Four Lines? Jeffrey Lines. Oh, he wow. said. But then but, he also you admitted this. I love anything with my last name. In it. But did but did Ben? Yeah, but, but did but did Ben like it? That's a big question. Ben Lyons um, liked it, but no longer has a voice. There's oh. no one <laughs> to hear him anymore. But he liked everything. Nice. Uh, and he said, "This is the best movie that's ever been made." Isn't that why everybody got mad at Ben Lyons? He said about the Will Smith zombie movie. I think we're looking. At <laughs> oh the yeah, he gave. Film. Yeah, he gave uh, I Am Legend like a really good review, <laughs> and it was just like, "What, dude?" He, he honestly said it was one of the greatest films ever made. <laughs> He goes, look, I don't want to blow this out of proportion. <laughs> and even the people who paid him were like, no, yeah. that's so, too far. Yeah. <laughs> I like this film $50,000 worth. <laughs> uh, the winner of the big prize today, uh, Buck Rogers. Now, is or I'm not sure it's the real Buck Rogers. No. Uh, but I always like to say this, no Bucks, no Buck Rogers. Hmm. What film's that? I don't know. Anybody? No Bucks? No Buck Rogers? Don't know. Buck Rogers? Astronauts going into space, 1960s. Right stuff. Right stuff. Right stuff. There we go. We have it. We're going to move on Jane Lyons. Jane Lyons. No. Yeah, they're lions. <laughs> uh, it's, everything is lions today That's from this point on. Yeah. Um, here's Scott. You're on Fez. Yo, what's going on, guys? Hey, Scott. Yo, have you heard of a movie called A Serbian Film? Yeah. Heard of it. Yeah. He was in it. <laughs> This oh, yeah. movie by far takes the cake as the most fucked up uh, foreign film brought to the states ever. Well, it's, it actually it actually isn't brought to the states. It played some film festivals and it's never ever going to get any kind of release because uh, yeah, there's some like really crazy stuff in it. I actually have a um, uh, a copy at home, maybe Hick style. And uh, yes, why? Ha- yeah, ha- I haven't watched it yet. I just <laughs> haven't. Ha- yeah, I just <laughs> from everything you heard of it, I'm like, I don't know if I really want to, but I've heard of it, and I think if you like crazy crazy stuff, that's supposed to be the, the best one. I'm going over to two, two friends. Here's some stuff people are writing to us. A Prophet was nominated last year, lost to The Secret in the Rise. Oh, there you so, go, there you go. Uh, has G-Baby seen The Rise and Fall of the Draft House Kid? <laughs> uh, this one. Did Jermaine just say the one that walks like a fag? <laughs> Is that what you said? I don't think so. I Did I? Oh, that's a slur. I don't, I don't think you said that. I think Fez probably would have picked up on it. Um, 
And then I'll hear Feather's line of the day. Cacaw, cacaw. <laughs> Give me a pound, big guy. Who's back? Who's back? Fez is back. Not reaching. Um, I can't believe that's the end of it. When are you heading back to L.A.? Uh, I got flying back tomorrow night. Um, and uh, thank you guys again for having me on. I have so much fun when I'm in town. And, uh, well, when we see how cowardly you were in front of the Kardashians. Yeah, I know. They kind so, of. Does so it surprise me? Yeah, I don't know. It's just something special there. I, I, I didn't want to be invasive. I just didn't want to be. I just feel like so creepy. I want you to do your tweet pitch and then write down, tell me they don't have a globe in their pants, or <laughs> simply, I'd put that in a martini glass. There you go. <laughs> I wish I would have got that picture from my new hair guy. I can't even call him a barber, and I'm not comfortable calling a guy a hairstylist. I just call him a stylist. And then you and I got invited to a place down in the Lower East Side. The guy wants to be our regular barber. Oh. Which we got to do, because I want to get your hair cut, dude. It's been four and a half years, it's going on five. Turn around and let me see it from behind. Sure. Here it is. You look like Big Chief. You look like Big Chief. <laughs> wow. Look at that. That's, that's a mane right there. That's right. Thank you. It's great hair. Imagine banging him in the ass. She's just holding what? on the, that the, hair. Wow. Oh. And can I just, uh, Ron, can I just say, uh, guys, you can uh, read my stuff at uh, SlashFilm.com and uh, follow me on Twitter. It's uh, Jermaine Lucier. You can follow me on, find that on 202 Friends by the East Way. Because no one knows how to say your last name. Or spell it. And so it's just go to two of two friends, find Jermaine What is here. it? A French name? French-Canadian, yeah. Mm. What part? Uh, Quebec. Mm. When, did you when did your people come down? 90s? <laughs> no. Well, my grandfather uh, grew up there in like the 20s. Lumberjack. He's up like. there just cutting shit down. Oh, yeah. Look, he had hair looked like Hicks. That's right. Oh, right? Looked damn good. Why are you going to... Oh, he looks like... Guys, Hicks looks like 80s rocker. It's unbelievable. Thank you. Something like a Spinal Tapper... Uh, right. Anvil. One minute. Anvil. <laughs> That's a fucking compliment. Whatever. I'll take it. They had a big. They had a big film last year. They had a year. big film. Yeah. Again, didn't get. Wasn't on the short list though. Whatever. That's fine. You really do look like an '80s rocker, Wilson Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on your side. I'm backing you up. You look like the pretty girl. Oh, that okay. Married one of the bald ones. Oh, okay. I didn't think of it like that. All right. Uh, that's it for us. See you guys back in here tomorrow. Any Lennox stuff, make sure you're following on 202 Friends. And that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>